My name is Josh Alvarez. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to episode 103 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. I yeah. literally had no idea. No, no, I did research. You're very it's cool. good at your It's job. cool. I was like, yo, maybe this is a thing we should know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's good that we have that out there. Right. Of course, the number reminds me that it, the 100th episode was only like two episodes Yeah, I ago. know. And three and a half months ago, something uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, so good. So, so good. My my anyone who listens to this podcast knows my my inclination is to begin the show eviscerating us right for not delivering a podcast on a regular basis right right but I right. don't think that's fun for anyone so instead I think we should do something that's fun for the audience and fun for us which is introduce our guests our esteemed guests esteemed guests well known horror authors <laughs> men about town. True horror fans, <laughs> cinema Stal- scenesters, stalwarts of the cinema scene in Philadelphia, Philadelphia cinema scene, international writing stars, locally respected, <laughs> internationally scholars known. of horror nerd. Hey, it's Scott hey, Cole and Adam Scott Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Hi guys? What's up, guys? I'm blushing. Hey. Thank you. Man. Oh my god. No, he we're is blushing. Sorry. He is beat red. I think I'm just like yeah. really warm. Oh. We are. <laughs> It's really be, hot. You're wearing be, your customary <laughs> ten layers of clothing now, so that's yeah. <laughs> I think we've been teasing an, an episode with these two gentlemen since 2017. I know it's true. We ever <sighs> since we've been seeing you guys at movies, we've been like, "Yo, we want you guys to be on a show." Mm-hmm. And you know, we had to wait until you know all of the, like the other press gets their turn because yeah. yeah. you know yeah. you guys we're, are we're very finally popular. here to disappoint you guys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we made it. We made it, Liam. <laughs> we did it. I cannot wait. <laughs> Several so, incidents stopped us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Or two, one or two things went awry. One yeah. or two things went horribly wrong. But yeah. you know, you, you've lived to tell the tale. We made so it. So it's Scott good. You made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so welcome. Thank you guys so much for being guests on our show and being our friends. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for having us. It's really great to Absolutely. be here. Absolutely glad to be here. Uh, for for those few people listening who. Don't know. We weren't <laughs> kidding when we said that these two gentlemen were authors, though I'm sure many of you listening are authors in your own right. right. I don't give a fuck about you or whatever you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you wrote is stupid. <laughs> whatever our guest wrote is smart. <laughs> it's true. Well, in that I've actually I've actually read th- I you know I've I've read what they wrote. I don't know what you wrote out there. Your blog post. Your weird poem. <laughs> Does this, go weird along, does, this, does this go along with you you like being like, oh, we don't record that often. Also, we antagonize the listener <laughs> as, as much as possible. We yeah. try not to antagonize, but sometimes I do antagonize. Yeah, it's called Cinepunks, Adam. Yeah, it's not I called Cinefriends. <laughs> <laughs> different. We're, we're not the... Different show. Yeah, we're yeah. not the happy We're the time. pariah podcast. We make fun of everybody and get ostracized. <laughs> That's like our thing. It's cool, though. That's we, we, yeah, we wear it well. Adam, how long have you been writing horror fiction hi i'm adam caesar uh i've been writing for uh, <laughs> i know we I haven't actually understand. identified which of you is which, which yeah. yet which by left this is adam yeah okay um <laughs> i've been uh i've been writing horror fiction for probably about 15 years now and and probably publishing for like in a semi um or uh, like it, it, it publishing like indie uh for like 10 years and then in a semi-professional manner for like five, so that is awesome, man. And what's the uh, what's the last thing you had come out? Um, it's been a little while. Um, I've got uh, I've got a, a a bunch of horror novels um, that were with 
smaller to medium sized presses and a lot of the rights have come back to me so I put those back out myself so they seem newer than they are um, and um, I guess the stuff I want to hype is I've started writing uh, comics recently I've been working with Boom Studios and I've done oh, some wow. tie-in work so I, that is awesome I did, I did not know that that's so <sighs> fucking sick man I did a, uh, a backup comic or a backup story for uh, Power Rangers and for um, Adventure Time uh, and then I, I've just recently done my first full-length comic so I did um, a four-issue arc on the Dark Crystal um, Age Resistance uh, tie-in very so, cool uh, that is so awesome it's, it's really 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 uh, fun and that comes out in January. So. What's it like? What is that experience right, like writing original material for existing intellectual property? Like that seems like it would be a an interesting needle to thread. It's it's really interesting, and I've luckily each I haven't done a whole lot of it, and I've done kind of work for higher stuff before, which isn't the same thing, but it's it's similar in that sure. you're working for someone that has like a clearer idea of what they want. Sure. Um, with like. With the Dark Crystal, it was the other things were, were like again smaller stories. They were like ten page uh, comics, which were a lot of fun. And I knew the proper like I grew up on Power Rangers, and uh, I really like Adventure Time. So it was that was somewhat easier. Dark, Dark Crystal, um, absolutely love the film. Yeah. Um, they were being written before uh, before the show premiered, so there was no like you can't just watch the show. Like uh, yeah. I got like I was just given a lot of reading material, like I was yeah. given scripts and kind of Jim Henson Bible, like Jim Henson company Bibles and stuff like that. Like, so there's a lot of like, let me learn this really well because yeah. the original film can't tell you that much about it. If we're writing about characters that are going to be in the show. Um, but it was, it was a lot of, um, it's, it's like a great, like you said, threading the needle, threading the needle between like almost like technical writing where you want to get things right. correct and you want to get characterizations correct. Um, but it was, I'm lucky enough that the arc was such a, it's such a fun little, um, corner of it's like very small stakes compared sure. to like the big epic fantasy of the show where it's like it's an origin story for one of the characters and it's like it's uh, a character goes along with a with what's basically like a con man so i was like oh well this is just i can just do paper moon but dark crystal like yeah, yeah. So like yeah. that, that awesome. became it was just it was a lot of fun like playing around with that um so comics have been really fun and i've, I've got a um i've also branching out where i'm now i'm writing for a younger audience where my novels before are like quote unquote adult fiction, but mm. they're very immature. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. adult fiction, but the, um, I'm read my next book, which I was incredibly prolific for a number of years where I had like a, at least a book a year or usually maybe more. Uh, but now it's been, uh, I have a bigger book coming out with, uh, Harper teen in, uh, 2020, um, called clown in the cornfield, which is a, a, a young adult slasher novel. So that's wow! Wow! That is awesome! That's, very cool! Very cool! That's all the that's all the that's all the stuff. But um, well, that's not enough know. stuff. You're, <laughs> you offici you're stuff. officially uninvited. <laughs> what are you a slacker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get in there, man! Come on. And we are also joined by Mr. Scott Cole. <laughs> and then there's Scott Cole. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's illustrious. The illustrious, yeah. yeah. Scott, how long have you been writing? I've been writing. Uh, I I've had books published for the last five years sure I've been writing you know on and off right uh, through through different stages of my life you know most of my life but i definitely had some gaps in there where i took time off and just didn't write was like yeah this is nothing's happening nothing's going anywhere so i kind of drifted away from it i'm also uh an artist and a graphic designer so some, it, 
it's kind of nice because I'm able to like, if I'm not feeling the writing thing for a mm -hmm. while, I dive a little heavier into one of those other other pursuits. Areas. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I've got uh, three books out. They're all small press. Sure. Stuff. Nothing. Nothing big like uh <laughs> oh come on the, the, but, our, but our friend here but uh very again they're very like esteemed presses like they're known yeah. in, like presses especially because yeah, I mean, you write horror and bizarro fiction and bizarro yeah. is a very small pool in your yeah like, yeah you're my, a big fish my yeah. first book uh that came out was called super ghost which i know liam has read uh and that actually and, was and just i like it very much well thank you it's uh <laughs> I, I always pitch it to people as being um like uh it's about a mad scientist who steals phantom limbs from amputees and assembles them into a giant ghost monster so it's ghostbusters meets godzilla meets frankenstein amazing so it's very weird it's a mix of you know horror and sci-fi and comedy and weird stuff and mm -hmm. so that was my first book that came out five years ago it was just recently just uh what, like maybe two weeks ago uh just recently re-released in a new edition that's awesome revised you text did, did you do all like the cover design and all yeah, that stuff too yeah i've done all my all my cover designs so far uh, which work. has been fun and then, so cool uh, though yeah. man that's really cool and then there's triple x as well which is my other uh novella which so what's triple x triple x oh it's <laughs> it's a bit naughty uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it is basically a slasher uh kind of like a slasher movie but set in the a world of in the world of adult entertainment so there is a killer going after members of the adult entertainment industry and when the police are no help the porn stars decide to band together and pick up axes in their hands and go after the killer themselves. Right. Triple. I X. love that. It's even better than the, the pun in the title. It, yeah. it is, it is, is it, I feel like that pitch doesn't encapsulate how funny a book it is. Like yeah, it works, of, it works on a heart level, but it's one of the funniest books I've ever read. I, I get a lot of comments where people say like, Oh, it, it works on the horror level. It works like, like a slasher movie or a giallo or something like that. But then, it's also got a lot of comedy. There's so many porn puns and and <laughs> We're, I ridiculous. Mean, did you go out? Was this like a new thing for you to be like, "Yo, I'm going to make this really funny," or did it just come out that way? It just kind of came out that way. I yeah. mean, I had I, there's the pun in the title, of course, sure, of course and yeah. you know, a lot of the the actors' names are are kind of silly or goofy, which is sometimes the way it is in real right. life. So, right. so I just kind of amplified yeah. that. And, and wait. You're saying those aren't their real names? <laughs> I thought those were just their names. Oh god! No, they they make them up. Um, yeah, and the and titles of movies and things like that. So yeah. I just kind of went crazy with that and had a lot of ideas just come to me. Some of them I actually sat down and put some thought into, and and uh, yeah, just threw it all together and had a lot of fun writing it. It was a blast. I'm so awesome, glad man. that you That's guys. So cool. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so neat to know people who have put out stuff that I think is very good. And that um, I can have, like, I have y'all's books in my home. <laughs> and I guess that's not a big deal to other people. But, like, other than academics, most of <laughs> whom I don't buy their books because they're too expensive. <laughs> um, one or two I have when they go on sale. Uh, right. But other than that, I don't have my friend wrote this book. Right. That's right. not a thing in my life. And so, like, I'm like, oh, wait, I know two dudes. And they write books and they're good. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I've not it. read either of those books. Well, you need to fix that. But I was very happy to have you on just because I love both you guys very much. Like I love going to movies and seeing both you guys there because like I feel yeah. comforted instantly and like it's feeling it's like being around friends. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Of course. Which you know, feelings mutual. That said, I still want to read your books. 
I just too. haven't read them yet. So <laughs> there's time. Well, we've got You're we've got a stuff slacker. on. Uh, you can find our individual websites. I'm sure by searching our, our names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and Scott also does design work, and he does. Uh, commission design work. So if you yeah. like the covers oh, to Scott's yeah. books, look at that. Yeah, 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 good call. yeah, if you're in need of a, a book All, cover design always or an album plugging. cover, always be plugging. Josh needs to work on yeah. always. Yeah. Be yeah. No, we got we got audio books too. So if you like Whoa. if you like this, this Cinebox podcast <laughs> and you wanted to well, click I over to Audible, I don't yet. I have I have audio books, but he he will in the works. Scott, yes. Just pay me to do your audiobook. Okay. Yeah, we know a great the voice actor right Liam here. Liam, the guys. voice O'Donnell. It's me, Liam. I'm going to read this book to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Liam. It's amazing. <laughs> That's how the book starts, though. It's so weird, right? With running commentary. What if you wrote a novel that was like me doing your audiobook? And it, I, I just, like in the writing, I'd be like, oh, I'm, this is getting, I need a couple, I need a couple water. Yeah, we'd have Can to Can I get a couple in, water uh, in here? We'd have to write in burps and such. Yeah. Uh, I don't like uh, this part. I'm going to so skip good. over. Mm. Yeah, Lord, I'm like, uh, wait, how do I? Is it facade or or, or fakeade? Facade. I don't understand what's happening. What do these words mean? I'm actually I mean, very good. Honestly, at words. though, as like as authors, as as published authors, like how hard is it? Like when you're about to start writing a book, is it like? And I know this sounds incredibly ignorant, but I mean, like, this my, is the most ridiculous question. Here's no, the thing though, when I, I write, so. so I only write songs. I'm a songwriter, mm-hmm. right? And every single time I write a song, I've written a bunch now, a few. Here and there, and uh, every single time I start writing a new song, I feel like I have no idea how I did the last twenty thousand songs I've written. So I imagine like being prolific authors of actual books must be daunting. Like to me, it's such an intimidating thing. I for me, I, I'm I'm not very prolific. I mean, I have a few books out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 like mainly a short story guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's like what I grew up reading. It's what I always wrote. Um, so to sit down and write something that's a bit longer for me is a little more difficult and takes a lot more preparation. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to sit down and outline things. Right. And just do a uh, bunch know, of research. I'm, yeah. If I'm doing a, if I'm doing a short story, I'll have a spark of an idea and I'll just go. Right. And usually very, not always, but very often I'll write start to finish in one shot. Like that's in one awesome. Day. So you just sit down and just for a get draft. Them. I mean, yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. back and revise and add to it and things like that. With the longer works, I need to like kind of build up to it a bit. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I outline, I I do a little research, I kind of like figure out at least the bulk of the story. It it, it takes turns yeah. in the process, but yeah, I I need to I need to work up to it. I really yeah, that's it. That's that's intense. I really respect yeah. like. You know, and my books aren't even that long things. either. It's so cool, though. It's so cool. How about you, Adam? Well, once he starts, he goes. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm completely the opposite. Where like I find starting, especially because I, I'm very different from Scott in that I, I, I mainly write longer works, or at least to this point I have, and um, I just find it so much easier to start because I have fresh idea. Everything's new, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, wow, I can, I can get, you know, I can just run. Sure. In a week, I can run like five chapters deep in something and just like it's the finishing and the redrafting and the rewriting and, and all that. That's the hard part. And then when I'm like just at my wits end at the end of that process, I get I'd be like, oh, thank God I get to start something new again. And I like which is the right. part I just really, really enjoy. And then and then because the work always seems to come after it's like that's play. Mm-hmm. And even if something doesn't if something doesn't work, you can throw it out very easily because you didn't just invest 
20,000 words in right, something. Right, where it's right. like, yeah, it's like, um, but, uh, so like the, all the calculations come later, even if I do outline, which I, for the last like four books, because they've had like set publishers, I have outlined and had to, you know, get an editor's approval. And right, now mm-hmm. there's like an agent in the mix and stuff like that. So it's like that, that, that I do a lot more pre-writing these days than I used to, mm-hmm. but the, that beginning thrill of like those first three or four chapters is still, uh, like the joyous part of like, that's just easy. Like, I'm like, Oh, thank God. I just get to sit down. And that's <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but then it, it becomes daunting later. Right. Of like, I've very similar to, to like, I, I know I've finished things. Like, oh, like I know I'm like looking over. I'm like, I know it. I've done it'll this. work out. Yeah. Like, I, it can probably do it. But it's like right now, it's feeling real hard. Like, to yeah, for sure. Finish. To yeah, get yeah, to the yeah. End. Like, or, yeah. That's that's when I feel that feeling. Yeah. I think for me, uh, for a long time, I didn't even attempt writing anything longer because I didn't know that I could. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Adam actually like kind of got me. He kind of pushed me just over the edge years ago to get super ghost on so um now now i feel like yes i it, this is doable it's so a real yeah, yeah real tony robbins type like life coach thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i think of you yeah. <laughs> mostly because your face is mostly teeth <laughs> much like tony robbins <laughs> my god that's, that's me it's like my wife <laughs> seems like a <laughs> deep <laughs> cut <laughs> deep cut man Every, yeah. everyone stopped like i was being serious <laughs> No, what? No, I'm just making I've fun of Tony. got a long face and I smile a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm making fun of Tony Robbins. I don't... Liam's not uh, used to people smiling around him all the time. You don't understand. Yeah, you know. Why aren't you scowling? I fucking hate smiling. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's funny because I think the first time I met you, Adam, was in Boston. Is it, yeah? yeah? Yeah, when yeah. we were at that... Uh, it was like a Danzig was show that was also like Rock a horror Shock. convention. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, um, it was Rocket Shock. Yeah, yeah. Rocket that Shock. was the yeah. first time I. I but ever I think I was living down here then. I think I, I was living because I. I think I met you because you were like, oh, I think you're the Cinepunks guy. I was like, why? Well, yes, I am. Yes. Who are you? Yeah. And lo and behold, <laughs> friends. I might have been yeah. even wearing a Cinepunk shirt, but I don't want to gild the lily on the story. I might, <laughs> I don't, I might all I remember shirt. is that we saw Danzig that night, and yeah. it was like transformative for me because I fucking love Danzig. I don't know. Is, are you are you like a Danzig dude? You're... Uh, I'm I'm very much so, and I'm very much looking forward to his film debut. Oh man, <laughs> oh, yeah. this yeah. is my least favorite part of the podcast so far. Because Liam hates <laughs> Danzig. Oh no, I actually do want to see the movie though. I'm with yeah. you. Like I hear it's crazy. I want to see the craziness. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. as far as Danzig's uh, musical output, um, Sam Haynes okay. Just okay. Oh man, I know that's that's a lot. That's this a lot. Tough. Yeah, wow. tough. I know. Speaking of tough, <laughs> speaking of tough to be fair, the festival where I did meet Adam, the Juggalos were playing as well because <laughs> the next day was Juggalo Day. Day one was oh, uh, Soulfly and uh, Danzig and oh. um, Hatebreed. Sunday is always the Juggalo Day. I had a I no. I've gone to that show thing? like ten times. Whoa, 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 There's always one. Either be ICP or it'll be an associated act. And many. Many times, because I, I I went to school in Boston, so I, I I kept going to that. I was going to that show and like you know commuting in from Boston. But now right. when I go to that show, I'll like go in a semi-professional capacity to sell books and just still enjoy the show. But um, I, yeah, it does it does switch sometimes. But there are always it's always a, a day. There's always is a ICP related day. Wow. Um, and many times I've been in that hotel and uh, and been trying to go to sleep and the show let out real late. 
and I'll wake up at three in the morning and it'll be like family, family, oh, like down the street, no. <laughs> like cause the show will let out and it's not it's one block away, the venue's one block away from the hotel. It's not like it's not like it annoyed me, but I just yeah, I, but it rem- no, it's, it's a n- that's nice that's little reminder of where you are because you wake <laughs> up and you're like I'm in a strange hotel room. Oh, I'm at Rocket Chuck because I hear. <laughs> The Juggalos <laughs> chanting in the distance, and I forgot to take my wow. clown makeup off. <laughs> that is, un- I will tell you guys that at Comic at New York Comic Con this year, a gentleman came into the Shirts for a Cure booth where I was working, wearing immortal corpse paint. Wow. To which I said, "Hey, man, nice Juggalo costume," and he was not at all happy with me. He was unhappy with me very much. Yeah. It was the funniest thing I did all weekend. I do like that someone cosplay did cosplay as. As uh, as a, as the guy in Abbott, that dude, yeah. the, the immortal dude, and he had the straight up corpse paint on, and the bullet belt, and the leather jacket, and I said, "Hey man, nice Juggalo costume." Are you, you, and, you, I mean, yeah. you can't be surprised that that <laughs> that people aren't. Of course, there'll be other you know Abbott fans at Comic Con, but not right, in right, such right. numbers that like all they love. <laughs> oh, oh. I, mean, I mean, like I said, I I re- I didn't say this, but I was thinking it. Uh, I recently posted <laughs> that picture of me in the ink and dagger makeup, right? And, and so many people were like, "Oh, juggaloo!" It's Dude, like, no, it's not. That was a wild night because then your sugar went real low, and you were saying all weird things. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was insane. Like, first I of all, ink and dagger, shit. ink and dagger were playing a secret show. In a warehouse with that Jeff wasn't at Rickley. the secret show. That was at this is hardcore. Oh, it was at, at this is hardcore. Yeah. So it was the day after. But yeah, yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. seeing Liam and Corpse Paint being like, blah 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 blah. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And my my paint was all screwed up because um. <laughs> so first of all, ink and dagger makeup's not corpse paint, really. It's about as coarse paint as you're going to get it's in the close, it's close. Are you guys familiar with Ink and Dagger? I'm not. Oh, they're very good. Oh, they so were, Ink and Dagger were, were like the Philadelphia hardcore band of the 90s. Okay. They're like one of the most I heralded. I would say the old, there's a lot of other bands. There are a lot of other bands, but when people talk about Philadelphia hardcore from 1996 to 2001, they talk about Dagger. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, Ink and Dagger had a reputation for being rabble-rousers. They were very like chaotic. They sounded very much like an indie rock band that had a hardcore engine. Okay. And they all wore corpse paint and they called themselves the Society of Future Vampires. So they'd play like one show a year and it would be in the basement of the church and they'd spray everybody with blood and everyone would be real upset, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's then, um, the singer, I mean, they, tour, they toured some. They toured some. The stories, did you see that piece of No Echo that was yeah, like one yeah, of the yeah, stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Them stealing vending machines and shit. Yeah, yeah. They were this kind of band. And then the singer died when he was like 27, something like this. Sean McCabe, RIP. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that was the end of that era the the drummer there was a reunion show with a different with a guy from thursday singing yeah and so uh a bunch of people got they they painted a bunch of people in the corpse audience to look like when a dagger would do the paint yeah again it's not really corpse paint because it's more diffuse corpse paint's very much about accuracy right everything has to be very precise all right fair enough ink and dagger looks like what it was, which is a bunch of high dudes, yeah, just like, <laughs> just like pandas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, cool. anyways, they had these, you know, historically they had a number of ways to spread blood, but at, this is hardcore. They had these fago bottles, like giant bottles filled with fake blood. That when they first started, agents, so to speak, on the side of the stage are supposed to spray out into the crowd. So I'm on, right by the stage. I'm watching. They had someone come out and read a poem. Yeah, and I'm in the fucking paint, and people are freaking out because. They did the paint in the bathroom, and so not everyone knew that people in the crowd were going to have paint on. So then, all of a sudden, you know, was was you think eight hundred people there, nine hundred people there? Yeah. Of the nine hundred people, like eighty or ninety have paint on their faces. So it's just kind of like, 
how'd they get fucking Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> so it's already weird. So Dave Sausage uh-huh. of, uh, what is his? Uh, six Feet Under. Six Feet and, Under Records. Um, blacklisted. He's got a huge bottle of, of fake blood. And right as the first note plays, he goes to throw it. Not really throw the bottle, but like, you know, sort Launch of. I'm making contents. a motion, and this is an audio podcast, <laughs> but he's trying, to, he's, trying to, he's trying to squish it so it shoots out into the crowd. Only he loses his grip, and 90% of the bottle goes into my face and my face alone. Just sploosh all across my face, just like a, like a water cannon. And he just stops, and he looks at me and just goes, my bad, bro. <laughs> just puts the bottle down, doesn't even try to do it anymore, just walks away. And I'm just like, cool. So then after the show, I all the white had gone, and there was just a little black on my eyes such that for the rest of the night, people kept going, Dude, did you get punched in the eye? Did yeah. you get punched in both eyes? <laughs> no, it's the leftovers wow. from my makeup. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a record called "Drive the Seven Inch Stake Through My F- Seven Inch Wooden Stake Through My Philadelphia Heart." Yep. So they're like the Philadelphia nice. band, and the drummer from that record is in my band currently, ah. Mr. Dave Wagonshoots. So Mr. David Wagonshoots. You sh- <laughs> hey, I don't know. You guys like hey. horror, right? You should listen to that band. Anyway, hey. carry on. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Speaking of tough things, right? That was my transition, like twenty. That was really, ago. really good. Speaking of <laughs> tough things, right? You guys chose two very tough movies for us to talk you about. Did today. and you we don't did. get we don't often get a chance to cover a new movies, so I'm glad we're doing this. We're yeah. going to be talking about Parasite and The, and Lighthouse. the Lighthouse. Two oh. very upsetting films. So good, hmm. so good. I'm, I don't want to spoil anything. How are we going to talk say, about these films without spoiling? Yeah, that's that was going to be. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We're, we're Maybe saying, we okay, should have okay. talked about this before we started. No, 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 recording. no. I don't want to spoil anything about the rest of the episode. <laughs> but I will say, I like these movies. That's it. That's all I'm going to give you. That's all right, all right, all right. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, well, I think we're going to spoil these movies, right? Oh, we're definitely yeah, going to spoil the bullshit. We'll remind, we'll remind yeah, you yeah. again when we get to that section. Uh, but before we do that, we need to get to our world famous segment. Our world renowned. Almost as famous as Adam Caesar. <laughs> Episode Hallmark. Whacking on track. track. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> you guys get to choose the order in which we uh, say things that we've done recently that are whack. Things that we've done recently that are on track. Mm. Who wants to go first? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Who wants to go first? On track, I'll say uh, on track, and it's film related because... Uh, I enjoyed Doctor Sleep greatly. All right. Oh yeah, Has yeah, yeah. Here seen it? Have no, seen I have it? not seen it. Ah. I saw it. I have. Um, did all you guys love it? I did not love it, but then again, I suspected I wouldn't like it, and I did like it. Okay. So all I right. feel very good about it. So that's yeah. a W column but, for you. But um, you know, my co-host on Hard Business, Justin Lore, never heard of him. Loved it. Yeah, and so I think I'm sort of weird in between because like he goes on about it, and I'm like, I don't know that I felt like that about it, but I did enjoy it. Okay, okay. I think okay. This is my criticism of the movie. I think it has to do a lot of work to get us to the part that's interesting. So I feel like the intro of the movie manages to both be too short and too long at the same time. Well, it's too long mm. in that it's just not that interesting for me as a viewer. On the other hand, I still don't feel like I'm totally set up once the action starts. Okay. Hmm. Once the action starts, I really enjoyed myself. And the end, I mostly liked. I think it's pretty good that way. 
I just felt like there's so much. We have to jump. I mean, we go from Danny as a kid to Danny's an older Jedi. Uh, yes. No, he's an older. <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically. He's an older drunk whatever to yeah. then even years after that it's like each of those jumps i'm just like man we're covering a lot of space just to get me to the part where stuff happens <laughs> and uh and that whole thing felt rushed and i and i wasn't enjoying it but then once it started to go and then once they start to actually interact with the the knot i guess is what they're called once that interaction started i was super stoked on it what do you I think adam did you, you were all about it i really was i i really was in such a way that um, I was so surprised that this movie was made, and I, mm. I want to yeah. talk about it in very, in very vague terms. This is the no spoilers take of like, I'm a constant reader. I love mm. King, um, Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yes, right, yes, I love Stephen oh. King. Um, um, <laughs> and I just, Hill. I just couldn't believe. Not to talk about box office because it's not that interesting. People are all like, oh, it's a flop, or like it's a hit. Like I, that doesn't interest me. But I, I wasn't entirely surprised that it wasn't that it that it didn't do super well because i'm like this is a movie that like that requires a lot of prior knowledge for a lot of the stuff that it's it's like you not only have to like kubrick but also you should at least be passing familiar with the rest of stephen king and you should at least be passing familiar with like where kubrick deviates from the from the uh book uh, from the book and like it's so it's so it's and it does like a lot of housekeeping to yeah. To do that, which yeah. to me, I was like, it didn't feel like fan service in a way, but it felt so like, like wow, we've never really gotten. I can I can barely think of any King adaptations that have been this. And it's, and again, it deviates from Doctor Sleep, but it sure it does it so in a way of like we have to WB is mandating we make a sequel to The Shining. Mm. Um, never but, heard of it. But we are going to do it in such a way that it's going to thread everything back towards the books. And it's oh. like, that's it, it, it. I was like, wow, this is a, this is an incredible, I don't want to, you don't want to call it like a fan film or whatever. Like, but this is like an incredible, like treat for King fans and for people that, in, that enjoy um, his written work. Uh, but it also like, there's so many little deviations that, right. that, that, uh, that I was like, this would be completely alienating yeah. for anyone who's not a hundred percent on board yeah. with this. Uh, and to such a, to such a degree where I was like, I, I think this works so incredibly for me and I really love it, but I can completely see why someone would be like, not especially so like I, I couldn't imagine. I didn't see it. I saw it uh, early in the day, but I kind of wish I had seen it like opening night with like a, with like a full crowd. Cause I was like, I was like, what are like young people going to mm. think about this movie? <laughs> what are like, like, like this is, yeah. I went, I went yeah. to a matinee and I could not tell if people liked it or not. Like it wasn't an empty theater or anything like that, but I didn't get a read from the crowd except for one guy was stoked. Huh. And I could hear him be stoked. Yeah. His name is Justin Lord. He's saying, <laughs> no, we weren't, we weren't. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but except for that dude, the rest of the crowd, like I couldn't get a vibe. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. But it, same, you with, know. yeah. With the screening I went yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I went to a very early. I think I, it was like an eleven a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's my <laughs> favorite like, time yeah. to see him. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what I did. I saw it was yeah. great. So what yeah. did you think, Scott? Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I you're don't know also I, a King enthusiast. Uh yeah, to to an extent. He, I mean, of course, he was you know one of my very early uh, inspirations. Yeah. Uh, very early on in, in my life, uh, in my reading life and, and movie life. I think I saw the, I saw the original Shining for the first time. I think I was like eight 
something like that and i remember and i remember like my mom my mom had a friend come over to the house to have coffee or something like that and Mm. it was on this was like early days of cable tv and we had just gotten it and it was on and and i watched all of it but i do remember she made me turn away from the the scene uh, the bathtub yeah exactly yeah okay Um, but uh good parenting yeah (laughs) exactly otherwise it's totally totally fine yeah 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 yeah. um i would (laughs) say for dr sleep i yeah i don't know if i would say i loved it but i really liked it i think it's really well done um I I keep hearing th- the main criticism that I keep hearing from people online is that they don't like the last act of the film. See, I kind of like the last. But act. I, I love. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Okay. So we're. I would say the, on that. the only part of the film that's scary for me is like. Yeah. The whole movie to me is it felt for me like a adventure film, mm. and then we get yeah. to the Overlook, and I'm like. Oh, now I'm anxious, mm-hmm. and by the end, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of freaked. I'm I'm freaking out just a teeny bit. Yeah, um, and I really like the way that they handled uh, characters from right. The Shining and how they incorporated I, that sort of thing. Re, you know, redoing yeah. the footage rather than the only things that kind of bothered me a little bit were there's a Chekhov's gun thing. There's something that is talked about early on in the film that the whole movie I knew was going to matter for the end of the film. And such that when it finally does matter, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get, I know what you're going to do now. You've set it up, whatever. I don't want to ruin it for Josh or other listeners. But it's just so set up that when it happened, I was kind of like, okay, I see. I knew this was going to, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It basically reveals his plan at like the halfway part. It's like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, But even at the very beginning, I was like, this is going to, this is important. This is going to (laughs) happen. But also, um, I think the, with the little girl, I forget. First of all, the actress who plays the little girl is very good. Yeah, mm. but that Abra that is, really Abra is so powerful that the knot has no anxiety for me. The anxiety, I think, lies in the danger they represent to everyone else around her. Yeah, the movie doesn't do for me enough with that. If they had really amped up more of the danger for everyone else, like Abra kicks butt, but just because she kicks butt doesn't mean everyone else can't get shift. Like. Everyone else is in danger, even though she's so powerful. The movie, I think, spends more time showing you how powerful she is. So that I'm just kind of like, she should just go, she could just destroy them all. Like, just go destroy them all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I get she's a little girl and I'm supposed to, but like, you just keep showing me how kick butt she is. So that when there are implications for the people around her, it's, I, I don't feel like it had the same impact it could have. So I, that's just a directing thing on my mind. Like, I wish we had spent more time with that to build that anxiety. Uh, then, then the movie could have had a little more anxiety going into the last act. But I liked the Overlook stuff, man. Yeah, I, I thought the I actors really, yeah, who I they like got to stand in those roles worked. I love that Danny came back for a small role. I think that's great because that dude doesn't act anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. I liked, uh, you know, it was a fun time. So that was on track. That was on track. What else you got? Oh, we go like that. We don't go sure. Whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Each person <laughs> free form, yeah. baby. Free form. I want. I want. Uh, I want Scott to do it. All right, Scott. Uh, what's up? Whacking on track. What the do you got? Uh, the the final exhumed films event yeah. uh, that just happened at the. I'm well, not that whacker on track. No, it's, this is on track. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I I'm actually kidding, I'm kind kidding. of a bit of both because uh-huh. I mean it was bittersweet. Bittersweet. Um, not the final exhumed films event, but the final event that they did at, at the, the International House. House. Yeah, in Philly. Um, they. Uh, it was called the Last Horror Show. I was there. Liam was there. I was. 
You two were not. Not there. But I was turning 42. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the International House is closing, and so Exhumed Films, f- as a follow-up to their to the big 24-hour horrorthon, which just happened just a few days before Halloween, uh, they put together one last event, and it was an all-day marathon. Actually, the day started with a potluck, nice. which led into a Secret Santa DVD Blu-ray gift exchange which led into there were other prize giveaways and then that ultimately led into the main event which was five uh mystery films nice. all of course projected on film as they always do and uh it was a it was an amazing event they showed yeah. um they showed the child uh humanoids from the deep oh, I love them. <laughs> amazing uh yeti yeti the giant of the 20th century yep Mako, The Jaws of Death. Whoa. And the last film, what was the last film? Devil Fetus. Oh, oh how could I forget? Devil Fetus, yes. Crazy. Your letterbox review of that thing had me being like, I don't know what the fuck, maybe Scott is not feeling well again. Yeah, this is really <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Scott's not feeling well again. This is the last moment. He's just the movie was completely insane. Yeah, your it. description is like a fever dream. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea what I the think, fuck this I is. I think it was accurate, though. Right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. basically what the. I, wow. It has a little bit of absolutely everything you can imagine, and some things you can't possibly imagine, just thrown together, and and it's a mess of a movie. It doesn't yeah. make sense, but it's beautiful and crazy. And <laughs> yeah, it's a Hong Kong film. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. Hong Kong '83. I think it came out. It was like just prior to uh, the Category Three rating. Right. So it was. I read that it actually. Uh, Somebody mentioned that it, it was one of the movies deemed responsible for the creation of the Category 3 rating. Wow, yeah. And it was retroactively rated that. Um, amazing. So, huh. Yeah, pretty wild. So that whole event was was amazing, um, but like I said, bittersweet because, you know, I've been going to uh, Exhumed Film screenings there and elsewhere, but uh, particularly at the iHouse for... 17 years or something like that something like i mean i've I've probably been going for 14 or 15 or however yeah yeah. see me and liam started at the hardwood in the mount ephraim yeah Yeah. we've been going ever since then so yeah but i really got back into it at the i-house i just kind of feel like it's changed like so many times over the over the years to different venues like because then we were at that other place that was right over the bridge in cherry hill and then we were at um there are other theaters where they did stuff, and I just feel like ended up in different places. You must yeah, have gone to more of those places than me. I really only went to the High House and the Harwin. Yeah, I never went to see them at the other spot, that other theater. Yeah, I mean, well, this was the this was the place that they yeah, no, 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 for, for sure. This is my favorite. This was, I mean, like my least favorite chair situation. I'll give you guys that. <laughs> yeah. But that said, I mean, like I love the High House. I love Exhumed. I love Exhumed at the High House, and it's sad that that's a epoch that is now done. Yeah. But also, I'm sad that I missed it. But also, I'm kind of not because I was rocking. Yeah. Alone. But again, the Exhumed is going to continue. Yeah. We just don't yeah. know where yet. And the the film programming in the Lightbox Theater, which is the part of the I House, the, the programming is going to continue. Go, they're going, going on at the. Uh, Gershman Y. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So it's it, it will continue. It's just going to be in a different location. And then yeah, who, knows, I, uh, who knows? It may differ in other ways as well. But we'll I, see. Uh, I didn't love The Child. Yeah. I love Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah. I skipped Yeti because I needed to skip something. You shouldn't uh, have. And I really actually liked Mako Jaws of Death. Yeah. Mm. Um, I When the movie was over, I leaned over someone and was like, that's what a real ally looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Basically a dude who loves sharks. 
That's a perfect Amen. review. And if, you, and if you kill sharks, he's going to come for you. That's really that's what the movie is. That's an ally. That is an really, ally. I was just watching it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, see, ain't none of y'all out here murdering your coworkers or whoever. For killing those shark-ass sharks. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and then I, I had to get home or else I would have stayed for Killer Fetus. So, uh, so you right, missed uh, Yeti and... Devil Fetus. Oh, yeah, Devil, which Devil Fetus. To be fair, the two craziest movies I have now acquired a copy of Devil oh, Fetus. Oh, so nice. good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Doug Tilly. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So anything else that is whacking on track? Uh, let's, let's go to somebody else. I don't know. How about Man, this isn't usually, usually what I know. We're, we're ruining the format. We're usually uh, what happens yeah. with whacking on track is Josh monologues for a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Liam goes, I wish I could do fun things again. Oh. I remember fun. My name is Liam. <laughs> Why are you gonna be so mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it hurts my feelings. Okay, for me, on track, the most on track thing is that I got to see my favorite band in my favorite venue with my favorite people, including Liam O'Donnell. Aww. And um, they're your favorite band. He's your favorite. Currently person? playing, yeah. Yes, to both of those questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, of yeah. them I knew the right answer, which is yes, I am your. No, favorite. so Liam. So one of the. I don't, do you guys know about the history of me and Liam before Cinepunks? No, no, I don't think I do. That we actually knew each other through the hardcore punk scene in New okay. Jersey, Philadelphia. And uh, one of my best friends is a gentleman named Jeff Pelly. And one of the histories of the cross-sections between Liam and I is that we had seen Lifetime together back then. And Liam did a cartwheel in the this pit. That wasn't at a Lifetime show. Or was it like Snapcase or something? No, it was a small VFW show. It was that um, Corner Kick. Oh, It was yes. a Corner Kick show. Which Jeff sang for. And um, Liam did a cartwheel in the mosh pit and <laughs> kicked Jeff Pelly in the head, knocking uh, him unconscious. Whoa. I think he had to go to the hospital or something. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a friend, in the truest regard, I really find it amusing when my friends are injured, but in a way that is non-life-threatening <laughs> and uh, that they can bounce back from. In that, this is the perfect confluence of that, where two of my friends <laughs> there's, find there's themselves <laughs> in a scenario where one friend cartwheels in a mosh pit and knocks out another friend. Wow. What's funny about that is, there, to me, there's nothing tough about a cartwheel at all. It's but, the funniest and most ebullient <laughs> display of physical prowess. But, but years later, Jeff was still worried. There was a show at the church. It was a hot water music show. Yeah. And I stood in line with my lady friend at the time for a long time to get in. Right, because it was we sold out. Right and they were the just door, like letting Jeff people Pelly in. Jeff was there. Yeah. And he just couldn't get us in. And I was like, in my head... If we leave now, we at least have enough time to like make out before it goes home. <laughs> so rather than just stand in line and get rained on, it was raining. Yeah. Rather than just get rained on for another hour, let's just leave. So we left. Right. Later on, I saw Richie Rohide. He's like, Jeff told me to tell you that he's sorry you didn't get in. And, uh, and it was like this whole thing. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And, and it's because Jeff is the nicest person you will ever meet Richie in your goes, entire life. Richie goes, well, you know, you did knock him out that one time. So like, he's a little, <laughs> he just wants to make sure Gun you're not mad at him. But I go... I cartwheeled. I didn't punch him in the face. <laughs> I mistakenly so cartwheeled good. him out. Do you understand what this is? You hear this conversation. Out. Cartwheeled him out, right? Yeah, that sounds like that is the reason shit. that this entire podcast <laughs> empire exists five years uh, now. Okay, running. so the point is, is we the point went and is, saw Lifetime. We saw Lifetime on Friday, and Jeff Pelly was there, as was Liam. Liam didn't even tell me he was coming. Oh. So we're there, and it's two days before I turned 42. And it's my favorite band in my favorite venue with my favorite people. Aww. And my wife went nice. and she hates that band. And she still was Aww. like, oh, well, you love them. So we're going. <laughs> and it was just like one of those moments. And um, I stage dove. 
I knew that's what, where yeah. this was actually going. All nice. this other stuff. Yeah. No, it's prelude true. to the stage dive. <laughs> to the fact that, okay, so uh, I told Jeff, Jeff is one of those people that like, you know, growing up and going to shows, he always was like a stage diver. Like that was his move, you know? And he, he stands on the side, waits for his song. And then when his part comes, he just launches himself up, grabs a microphone, screams a couple words, and then jumps way thousand feet in, into, the, into the sky and lands in the crowd. So I told him, I was like, dude, this is the first time I'm seeing a show where I don't weigh 250 plus pounds. <laughs> We're going for it. Cause I'm going to stage dive and not kill anybody. That's my plan. And, um, Jeff was like, dude, you got to do it. It's lifetime. We're all here. It's going to be great. So, um, lifetime. We're like, this is our last song. And I was like, Oh shit, Now's it's happening. Time. And Jeff leans in. He's like, you got to do it now or never. I'm like, fucking right. I do Jeff Pelly. That's what's happening. But it was, I forget what song it was. It was like knives, bats, new tats. It was like one of the songs that has like a good mosh. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to go stay in the pit and just have fun. And then me and Liam were like, oh, man, that was great. We're going to go now. And then Lifetime were like, two more songs. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so then I was like, I'm just going to do thought this. thought I was getting out of this. Yeah. And they pulled me <laughs> right back in. My friend Jamie was in the crowd. And I was like, Jamie, I'm going to stage dive. And she was like, okay. And I was like, how do I do that? And she's like, you just got to keep running that way until you get on the stage and then just turn around and then keep running again. So I was like, good plan, Jamie. This is what we're doing. And I fucking did exactly that. I ain't going to lie to you. I had a hard time getting one foot up on the stage because it was a little bit high. My pants were a little tight. <laughs> but a kind and neighborly gentleman grabbed me by my belt and you know, tossed you know, me. Nice. You know there are stairs on either side of the I stage. do know. <laughs> but I figured now we'll be tell. authentic about the situation. And There's then, nothing uh, not authentic about the stairs. Yeah, no, also true, also <laughs> true. So anyway, I ended up on stage, and I jumped, and uh, I definitely did a stage dive, and then the crowd was not accepting of me. Oh. So they redeposited me on the stage, then prompting my second stage dive oh. in life. Yeah, which I saw Jeff at the side of the stage, and I yelled, Jeff, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then I jumped on Jeff and didn't <laughs> die. Nice. So Liam's contention is I need to work on my, my bunnies, mm-hmm. my ups, if you will, because mm-hmm. I did not get in. I did not get more than... You have no vertical... Yeah, I had maybe two to three inches maybe off the ground. Maybe. Mm, Okay. But it was still... It was fun. I I had a fucking great time. So that is my way... I mean, the fun is all that matters. Right, right, right. Very on track. I think you should start... you have the story now. Yeah. I think you should start stage diving. I know, right? All you need to be good... (laughs) The only real problem with your stage dive... Is, is that, that I had my glasses on well, that's true. with a bright purple <laughs> nerd strap so as not to lose them. Oh, well, but okay. it's actually you that you're incapable of a vertical rise. You're All you need is a little bit of a incorrect. vertical rise. Yeah. You're good. You don't Jeff need also be. tells me I should jump off of the monitor next time. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. That'll, that'll also help, true. That'll yeah. help little, you. A little, little yeah. more ups. So, yeah. so yeah. So that's on track. I also saw Jojo Rabbit, which I thought was wonderful. Did you see it yet? No, we already talked about this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh watch it i want to uh yeah it. i really really like to go it. to movies now it's so funny because like that movie the lighthouse and now parasite like these are my favorite movies of the year and midsummer so it's like oh yeah it's like taika watiti and uh wes anderson are fighting for my heart <laughs> is what this movie is like and uh i thought it was really really good i typically dislike scarlett johansson movies but in this movie i really liked her she's great so good and, uh, we talked about this last yeah, night. yeah we just talked about she this. was like really really good i love this her movie right like movie. it's so like I was, subtle yeah i was telling adam i like i usually don't come out of movies uh focused on a performance sure. necessarily yeah. but this one as soon as it was done i went home and told talked to my wife and, and i was like she's so good she in this is right yeah. and like it was funny because i was telling somebody about the end of the movie about how like the the music happens at the end and just talking about that dancing sequence, 
choked me up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I almost cried when I was telling my friend about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what happened to me? I staged over the other day. Don't look at me this way. <laughs> anyway, so that movie I thought was really on track. I loved it. And uh, I thought it was very uh, just well handled the entire thing. Taika Waititi is Hitler, oddly enough. Really <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I went to the, the film festival. Did you guys go to a lot of screens during the film festival this year? I went to a few. Yeah. What did you I see? actually saw you at something, but you were at the complete opposite corner right. of the theater right. from I was also I busy that scowling. Was, I scowled a lot at this Swallow? one. Swallow? Did you Oh yeah, was Swallow that? Yeah, was that's fucking was. great. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh yeah. my god, that movie was out of control. Yeah, it was great. I saw that. I saw Lucky Grandma, which I really enjoyed. Okay. I saw um Dogs Don't Wear Pants. Did you guys see that? I have not seen that Mother one. Motherfucker. I didn't what see a like, movie. I don't think it was a that was a busy week for me. I don't think I yeah, saw I don't like think anything. I think I maybe saw like one screening that maybe. was like adjacent to it, but I didn't Oh see my goodness. I, I'm, I'm I know bummed. that Shudder picked it up, so yeah, it's going to okay. be on Shudder. I, I, w- I just couldn't get to the screening. My contention is you need to make it a priority to see yeah, this movie. It I is devastating. Yeah. It's so focused on like just human disrepair. Mm. With this strange, uh, like BDSM artifice, it's so fucking good. It's right. so 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 good. But um, yeah, I got to talk to a bunch of people, and uh, I feel a little bit better with uh, our relationship with the film society now. And I'm really happy mm. that I went. Nice. And um, yeah, the film festival is definitely one of my on track things that I've done recently. Did you see the so. lodge? No, That's I heard fest? it was really good. Yeah. Is it good? That yeah. was probably my Did you favorite. See it, Adam? No, it just kills me that I didn't see it. I'm just shaking oh, my head. Right. Over your head I was <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should hang out with international author Scott Cole. Yeah. And well, maybe I you know. might Believe be able to me, see I hear that from international author Scott Cole. <laughs> 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 All the time. Right, right, That was right. probably my favorite from the festival. Oh, okay. So. All right. Yeah, from the, Is that going to get a wide distro? I don't or? know. I it's assume so. It's been talked about for a while. Yeah, it's the same directors as who did Good Night Mommy. Oh, I love it. Names I can't mommy, think yeah. of at the moment, yeah. but white yeah. people names. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, good stuff. Goddamn white people. I know, making all the movies. <laughs> Go on, Liam. Have you done anything that was recently whack and or on track? Well, my big on track was the one that Scott said, so that kind of oh, sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. It's oh, fun. but your big whack is really good. We'll get there in a second. I will say my, my <laughs> other on tracks, uh, I watched uh, Dolomite Is My Name. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Um, yep. I brought I bring it up because I want to encourage our audience to also see this film. Right. Um, not that I think it needs a huge bump, but it's very good. And, I, you know, my attitude towards Netflix originals of late has been not positive. Mm-hmm. I feel like a few have come out that I watched stoked and then I'm like, that was not good. Mm-hmm. And this movie is great. Word. I, in my okay. Opinion. Cool. It's not like it doesn't do a lot with the whole biopic format it's very Mm. much a biopic it's just the subject is so endearing to me that i don't care and and both eddie murphy and wesley snipes their performances are just next level good awesome in my mind all Um, right i have not seen it do you guys see it yep no no what'd you think i really liked it and what's funny is that that we had talked about or uh, like being omnivoracious and watch enjoying all movies. The one genre of movie, the one genre of movie that I do bump up against um, is biopics. Uh, and I don't yeah. really like biopics. Like I think they're, they're, do you say biopics or biopics? <laughs> biopics. Whatever, whatever. Biopic. Biopic. Doesn't matter. No, 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 whatever. It's, it's a thing that other people <laughs> yeah. say one way and yeah. other people say another. So I definitely want to know what Liam says. Cause Everything Liam does is correct. You said biopic. I think I say biopic. Biopic. I don't now. I don't know. I don't know either. Right? It's such a weird. It's syrup. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Syrup. But anyway, go on. But I just I I I I couldn't tell because I just don't 
Like I like the non-traditional ones. Like I like like mm-hmm. Lincoln is like you know it only takes place over a couple of days. Or yeah, like, it's you know, not even like, the big thing. Yeah, yeah, like so it's like the idea of like, um, like I couldn't tell if it was like it's such a like you said almost like and not in a bad way. It's like a paint by numbers biopic, but yeah. it, but I it, I couldn't tell it was my affinity for the subject, like the fact that I was yeah. like this is clearly something I'm going to enjoy because it's right. about this specific time period. It's about this specific scene. It's about these characters. Um, or if it was just a well-made film, I couldn't tell. Like I, I couldn't like separate. Like, and it's just re- really good performance. I think partly what it is though is that biopics notoriously sanitize their subjects. Yeah, yeah, and for they sure. Take out all the gross stuff. Well, this is a film in which they're unafraid to show us that Rudy Ray Moore was a loser who hit on a weird idea that just happened to work. Right. It certainly doesn't take away all the racism that's involved in the world because that's what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. There are multiple scenes where they remind us that Rudy Ray Moore was as were a lot of people at the time, weird about uh, LGBTQ stuff. He has a mm. gay friend who, like, literally, he can't do what he does without this friend's support. But whenever this friend says anything gay, he, like, he's not mean about it, but he's like, all right, all right, keep that to yourself. Oh, wow, yeah. And it's a really, it's a way to ma- not make the movie about that, but to remind us, like, that that hey, we there. love this guy. Guess what? He wasn't perfect, in case you want this movie to be, like, Look at Rudy Ray Moore. He's a. It's like, nah, man. It's just a fun story that he hit on this idea. He made a movie for like no money that he had to like scare or whatever, mm. and the movie killed. Like it made all the. And that's really what it's like. How did this sort of change in this person's life happen? And everything about that's endearing, and it manages to be endearing. My fly is open. Oh. It manages <laughs> to be endearing without completely sanitizing the film, which is like what you don't. I mean, you know. That's the issue with biopics is like, well, we can only truly respect this person's memory if we make them seem like a freaking like these like angelic, saint, a yeah, perfect yeah, 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 yeah. saint. And this movie's like, nah, man, warts this, and all. It's not that I'm at all. With that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Craig Brewer too, which I like. Yeah, these I agree. Mm. I'm gonna zip up my pants now. Okay. okay. And the other whack that you have, hold on. Other than being <laughs> naked at my dinner table, but go on. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't <laughs> cock out or anything. <laughs> Uh, okay, so wait, I was making sure. Uh, th- this is a while ago. We haven't recorded since then. I do want to mention I had a great time at Harthon. Yeah. The lineup was really great. Yeah, it was good. Um, that was a good time. Post Harthon, I haven't really done much else other than see movies that we talked mm. about in the podcast, that we're talking about in the podcast today. Mm. So there's not a lot otherwise to say, except for I did watch a little movie on the recommendation of one of our guests, international author. First of all, when I said when I put it together, when I was like, "Oh, I hadn't seen it at that point." Right. I know he just picked the movie randomly. It's not his fault, but I need to blame someone. <laughs> and so I'm uh, guess Adam. what? International author Adam oh, I'm Caesar. I'm ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. There we go. Ready to fight. Ready to fight. Okay. Uh, Haunt. Haunt. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Haunt is a film that was picked up by Shutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who. It is um, back right? in Woods. It is the yeah. uh, who directed it. It's the yeah. it's the writers of uh, A Quiet Place. It's their yeah. directorial yeah. debut. Uh, yeah. So it's those two. Um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a movie in which uh, some annoying young people find a haunted house, and they go into the haunted house, and Stuff then it turns out happens. it's yeah. not haunted. It's it's not a pretend haunted house. It's, it's actually scary. Scary oh. things happen to them, and uh, there's a, there's a subplot with an abusive boyfriend, but he gets killed anyway. So fuck him, <laughs> and then it's over. Oh, we're spoiling Hunt too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So, um, what did you think? I'm actually curious to hear what Scott thinks. So hurry up with yours. 
Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll go very quickly. Um, I like <laughs> the theory of the film. Uh-huh. I don't uh, find any of the characters particularly endearing. Okay. So that was a little bit of an issue right away. Um, and I didn't love... So there's a whole thing with the people in the house. They have these like weird faces underneath their masks. So uh, there's this whole idea that like they're actually kind of like, I don't know, creatures in some way. And it just felt like that was a little bit cornball. Mm. Um, I actually thought, though, some of the ways that they trick the people are, were very good. Uh, so some of the meat of the film was actually pretty neat. There were some cool ideas in there. Uh, but I, then I thought the ending was cornball, as corny can yeah. get. But I think because some of the stuff in the middle was actually kind of effective, I started to think like, oh, this movie might work out. This might work for me. But I don't know. What do you think, Scott? I I didn't love it. Uh, I... I was really unimpressed like with the first, I don't know, half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. I, I wasn't getting into it. Like you said, I, I, I wasn't getting into the characters. Um, there, there were moments of, of quality in there that are things that I like was kind of latching onto, but it wasn't quite enough for me. Like I liked that, that, uh, you know, all the bad guys are wearing these, these sort of old style uh, masks, yes. like yeah. like yeah. you know old like seventies eighties Ben Cooper style yeah. Halloween masks, like uh, blow mold plastic, yeah. um, things like that were were kind of cool. But yeah, I just felt like it it didn't quite it didn't it didn't land. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work um, entirely. There was a, and then there's like you just re- referenced they take their masks off and you realize they're all sort of. Uh, I don't know. They're they're deformed in different ways, and but in my mind, I couldn't even tell if they were. Are they supposed to be creatures? Or are they people who were you know in, into modders. like yeah? Like that's what I was saying. Are they body modder? Yeah. Body modders, scarification, things like that. Or I, it wasn't made clear. I don't think at least my reading of the film, and I just didn't really just didn't quite come together for me. Adam, you like this movie? Tell However, us about Adam, <laughs> what's funny is that I actually. Everything that you've said about <laughs> our the, reasons you the, liked the, it, <laughs> Scott saying the beginning uh, didn't didn't work for you, and Liam saying the ending didn't work for you. I agree. I with would that. actually agree with both of those things, but um, I am a big slasher movie fan, and I enjoy um, the kind of slasher movies are this very um, structurally pro forma exercise sure where um i know scott had bumped up against like or you said the characters like you know like there's no characters for me like where it's just like i'm not i'm not engaging with them on that level at all um but i think the the middle portions and the idea of like the reveal of the fact that it was like a slasher and the way that they were going to go about that slashing and the set pieces themselves which um, I think as far as like, you know, indie horror goes, like it's a, it's a, it's a nice looking movie. It's yeah. got like, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a neat <sighs> sense of design, especially cause you're realizing that it's kind of threadbare design. Um, and movies, but it's effective. I will give yeah, you that the yeah. design is, is effective. And I think, and I think I've seen so many movies that try to do a similar thing. And I mm-hmm. always, I almost always 
dislike them. Uh, I've seen I, there's movies not only with similar premises, but there's movies with similar design and movies with similar uh, plots. Where I and there there's a lot of them recently. I feel like this there's been like a rash of these types of films, either films set in real haunted attractions or films that are replicating. Mm-hmm. There the, were definitely the, three the, that the came out this year. The feel of a haunting of attraction, yeah. Yeah, and least, none yeah. of them do it right. Now, to me, I've never once. I love I love Halloween, and my favorite part of Halloween is like. The like going to the one or two haunted attractions uh, that I that I get to go to, and I just I love that feeling. I'm like no no film ever replicates this correctly, or no film even yeah. attempts to. And I felt as threadbare as they were, and as like I guess quote unquote unrealistic. It doesn't feel like a real haunt, but I, it, it there's something about it, and something about the almost um, video gamey quality of the setup and the plot and the way that it's is it a haunt or is it an escape room they they set out the rules at the beginning and then the rules don't even really matter but i like that the idea that they're setting up that there that are there, this, are rules. That there are there, yeah. there is this internal logic to it i really responded to that and i really responded to that again that video game equality of even the even the reveal of the of the bad guys which to me um we're talking about movies in a in a in a political context and in a on a continuum that to me there is this. There is a, a clear arc to the slasher where it's, it's, it's sometimes regressive, and it's sometimes you look at it and you're like, this is like this doesn't hold up to today's standards. And something to me about having the uh, the slashers take off their masks and they are like these deranged thrill killers that look weird that are these like. Uh, you know, body modders and things like that, and it's like if you see these people on the street, like you're like, oh, this they're, they're clearly a bad person. Like the I, like, and I, and as objectionable as it is, and as like maybe wrong-headed as that is, the idea that this movie's kind of weirdly stuck to its guns to be like, oh, like the uh, this is a almost like Reagan era, like the freaks are out to get you and don't like <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is something about that. I I dislike the idea of like throwback films. I don't like the idea of like making something look. Old. A certain way or older yeah. like to, to just like cash in on like uh, like nostalgia and the movie doesn't do that but the movie very smartly almost does like weirdly to me i was like this there's something about this that is that does feel very current but yet very like this this is playing with these yeah. conventions this is playing with these these this format i enjoy in such a way that a some of the some of the set pieces i thought were actually quite scary um b they're very inventive. I haven't seen them before. They look nice, uh, and see, I like the idea of this of these villains as like these these feel like horror movie villains, and it doesn't feel like in that way of like we're gonna create a new horror icon, which like a lot of these yeah, modern slash these. throwback slashers yeah. try to do, and they 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 never quite do it for me because it does feel like well you're just you're just using the mold of a Jason or you're just use, using the mold of a Freddy. Like mm. here, they're not really doing that. These, these seem like, even if they were in the se- late seventies and eighties, these still feel like they would be B level slashers. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, I still would, yeah. I would enjoy them with a great amount of like, I would look back and I'd be like, Oh, it's like graduation day or like, you know, mm. like are there some of the slashers? I, I, I like uh, night school or like, it, it's like that level of, of slasher. Um, I, I don't know. That that's my defense. That is my impassioned <laughs> defense. I think that for me, I still think that this a movie like this is actually better when I care about more of the characters, yeah. and everyone felt unnecessary. So then I'm looking for the villains, you know, the killers to be more interesting, since all of my victims are boring, and I, yeah. they weren't engaging enough for me, even if I thought the design of the space they were in was interesting and I liked 
the idea of the person who clearly has it out for you but actually can pretend to be normal mm-hmm. i thought that was actually one of the stronger parts of the movie when he's just like oh okay guys like stop you know what i mean nothing about what he did was like you know there's a way to play that that's very much like oh sure i'm on your side Whoa. <laughs> and this dude was just very much like all right all right you guys are being crazy right now let's all calm down or whatever i that i was like okay this is this is going somewhere i'm really and it it just didn't go anywhere for me and it, it kind of bummed me out because i felt like the premise i mean it's not the first you know there's the whatever what was the one that um it was like the amusement park one and hellfest and yeah, yeah, yeah all that stuff mm. i just thought this one had a stronger setup than that in some ways but it just you know and i i just felt like the uh i guess the pro protagonist uh her kind of like abuse subplot yeah unnecessary, unnecessary didn't work. yeah we, adam and i had talked about this kind of through text uh, a couple weeks ago and and yeah, I felt like that that felt very shoehorned in. Yeah. Like it was just added in later to to try to give some depth to these characters, but it did it just didn't work. For it me didn't at all. add enough to make it worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said that for me, like all the the characters that were supposed to care about, I didn't care about. So then like you just said, I feel like I I need something more from the killers, but it's like they never fully I liked that that the look of each baddie like kind of mirrored what the masks they were wearing were but beyond that it wasn't you know it, it just wasn't it wasn't fleshed out i guess enough for me so it didn't it, also the way the uh i don't want to spoil there was a there was a kill at a certain point that i thought also was just didn't make sense to me hmm. there was a one of the booby traps i yeah. thought was so dumb yeah. i was like what is that mm-hmm. i don't <laughs> that's stupid that was stupid but whereas some of the and again i bring that up only because some of the other things were pretty good i thought so uh, that part i was just kind of like what what is that happen? i don't <laughs> anyway that was my whack all right cool <laughs> we i mean it's just so y'all know we were thinking about talking about this as one of the topics as one of the, the topics show. and yeah so i still wanted but to then we saw these amazing it, movies but it was whacked from but what amazing lineup. movies did we see instead liam well, I mean, we still watched Haunt. But we did also <laughs> see The Lighthouse and Parasite, Parasite which, which we will discuss Right shortly. after the break. Do you like spooky movies? Hair-raising tales. Insightful criticism. Judgmental hot takes. Then you're going to love horror business. The horror podcast on the Cinepunks Podcast Network dedicated to all things weird and spooky. My name is Leo Don. And I'm Justin Lore. And every episode, we're going to tear apart your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great, or maybe not great. Whether it's The Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or Inseminoid, we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain. So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products.
And we're back. All right. We're, we're back so with world famous back. authors, Adam Caesar and Scott Cole. We're so stoked because we're going to get to talk about, um, well, two movies we hope you've seen because we are about to spoil. We are about to spoil you. the bullshit yes. out of them. If you saw They're the tagline so of them. the episode, yeah. you will probably see that we're talking about The Lighthouse mm-hmm. and Parasite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I, I feel like you could possibly discuss The Lighthouse without talking about the ending. I don't think you could have an interesting conversation about Parasite without talking about what happens all the way through. At least not but what I want to talk about with Parasite. Here's so. the thing, though, with the lighthouse. Like, if you do talk about the ending, like, does that really spoil the movie? Because it's no, like the movie yeah. is. I think there's a lot in the middle. Nuts to begin with, anyway. Yeah, there's a lot in the middle of the lighthouse that I, if I'm trying to convince somebody to go see it, I'm not going to mention. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I want it all to yeah. be a surprise for them. Oh my god. What a great it's, movie, though. It's got to do a little more direct like this. Like this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More Danzig, Scott. More Danzig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're doing a little, like, casual. Sorry. <laughs> a little little you know, less a little cap and jazz, a little more Danzig. Is this yeah, better? Yeah, yeah. Is this good? That's really good. That's you sound cool. great. Is that, is okay. That, okay. I'm actually... <laughs> now you sound like an angel. <laughs> good work. <laughs> yeah. An angel of death. <laughs> an angel of fuzzy distortion. Uh, so where do you want guys want to start? Do you want to start with uh, Bong Well, John why don't we Hu? just... Why, why did you guys pick these movies? I think they were just. I think they were. They were in the zeitgeist. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're big. They're big pictures. And I mean, here's the thing. We, we I see you guys mostly at movie screenings. Yeah. And mostly they're not horror movies. I see you at every movie screening. It feels like. So, um, and I, I only see you, you guys at horror stuff. That's really funny. <laughs> really? I guess I don't oh, get to go to any other screenings. I think like so. a lot of stuff at the Riverview is where I'll see Josh and 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 not. Liam. Well, Liam lives two hours away, yeah, so yeah. you know that's a thing. Uh, but you know, he had to breed difficult. and make a child, so uh. I can't go do fun things because I have a baby and my name is Liam. <laughs> that's what it sounds like a lot. I, I feel movies. that sounds familiar, <laughs> guys. Is it is it cool to be on the last episode of Cinepunks? Does, <laughs> does that feel really cool? <laughs> no, but yeah, no. I I just feel like I see you guys at all movies. Like so, just. Talk a little bit about your movie taste. Like, are you guys like us in that we kind of watch anything? Like, that's really pretty much what, what like, kind of the nexus of Cinepunks is. Like, yeah, we talk about movies that are horror, but we also talk about, like, other non-horror movies because we love a lot of them with equal aplomb, right? Like, with equal, like, veracity. Right. So, what do you, how, like, I, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I like all different sorts of things. I definitely, I mean, what I watch is very horror heavy yeah you like skew to, horror to, skewing horror to, i'm skewing horror <laughs> to to a kind of a ridiculous amount i think but i'll you know i mix in other other genre films um and ho- along with horror probably make up i don't know 90 percent of what i watch mm, sure. but yeah i'll mix in comedies and dramas and right right you right. know I, I like i don't know i like old noir films mm-hmm. and you know all kinds of stuff cool how about you, Adam? About you? I'm I'm like purely omnivoracious. Like I like I just like movies. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, yeah, and, yeah. And as as someone who is like, you know, an author, and I get I like have I, I talk about books a lot too. I read a lot too, but mm-hmm. it's also like it's that weird thing where like, um, movies for me because I am so obsessive about like wanting to get my work done, and <laughs> because I work on we're like my own schedule, which is like really is just working longer than everything because right. you just want to get things done yeah. so like movies at least in the last 10 years have been like a, a perfect like now i'm watching a movie now like mm-hmm. i'm putting my phone away i'm not and checking this my email yeah. this is your and reward is for thing. getting exactly. your work done this is a movie and i like and i like all kinds of movies um what 
I think what is most interesting about the fact that I I mainly enjoy horror and I mm-hmm. mainly like kind of live the horror life. Like I'm like always in a, a black t-shirt and like, uh, <laughs> like, like I, I am like, I am like, a, I am in like the, I am very much like the, the, the prototypical horror guy where, but I do, I really, really enjoy um, Pixar and Disney and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. those things. So that, and, and musicals. So like, that's, that's always like a little bit of like at any kind of like at small talk parties and stuff like that. Like I'm always, people are always surprised and then, mm-hmm. but I will be able to discuss uh, in great detail, my thoughts on Toy Story 4 and things like that. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Never heard of it. Oh, oh boy. Toy Stop. Story? <laughs> Never heard of it. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm not familiar. Is that a thing? Well, I think what's interesting about these films is that while these aren't horror, I would actually think of these both as horror adjacent. Yeah, they're not in the way that like horror. Yeah, like, well, in the way, since we were talking about music earlier off, well, it was on the mic, but you won't hear it, audience. We were talking <laughs> about music a little bit. You know, Quicksand is a hardcore adjacent band. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, they very much were connected to that world, but musically isn't really that. You know what I mean? These films both borrow from horror, but if someone said, like, oh, I don't think of that as a horror movie, I'm not offended. I'm not like, it's not like when people were like, get outside a horror movie, and I'm like, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah these are two stupid, movies that are person, yeah. that are not horror, and yet they both draw from that world, even in the in the cinematic language they're using, in the in the ways that they're building tension. They have horror DNA, but I don't think it's like I don't think I'm being a reclusive. I'm not drawing the border when I say I don't really think that they're horror movies, but I think there's a relationship there that I think mm-hmm. is interesting to talk about as well. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I don't know. I don't know if I specifically with Parasite. I don't know if I would actually even consider it as a horror movie in in concept other than uh, the feeling of it. I mean, there are some mm-hmm. moments that feel there are moments that, but like, I mean, I, by that metric, also like. I got the same feeling watching things like Old Boy, which I wouldn't consider a horror movie. Yeah, I think, I think that there's a bit of everything. Yeah, in, in no. most of his movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I felt yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. like a him movie. Yeah, where like yeah. I was like, I know this genre, and even to the like extending it to like Park Chan Wook and like the wider right. the um, wider Korean that, that kind of Korean new extreme renaissance. I don't know what, even what we're calling it, where it's not mm. it's it's away from the extremity in some ways, but it's like I, it felt of a of a piece with those and mm-hmm. some of those are more hard than yeah, this yeah, yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but it, if someone said to me, this is Bong Joon-ho's Park Chan-wook movie, I would say, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's totally that's, what it is. That's, that's yeah, actually that's what it is. exactly perfectly because, what it is. Well, what it has... Wait, hold on, hold on. Why don't we just start talking about Parasite? <laughs> okay, we're gonna, I think we did. Y'all, we're going to start yeah, with Parasite. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who don't know, Parasite is a... Uh, I'm I'm right, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, that right. Uh, who you might know him for Snowpiercer, The Host, other things I'm forgetting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Memories, Memories of, of murder. murder. Memories yeah, of Memories murder. Of murder. Yeah. it's uh, all it all has that same dude in it too, right? The 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 dad in this movie. Or he's is he been in all the films. He he's, he's definitely wow. in Memories of Murder, and he's in a another one that he, is he in the he's host? in the host. No, he's yeah, the he's the, the dad in the host. He's, yeah. he's not in Snowpiercer though. Mm-hmm. I think he might be. Really? It's been a while since I've seen Yeah, I haven't I seen it. It's been a long time since I know uh, Odessi from, from Old Boy is in Snowpiercer, but okay. I think this guy's in there too, but I didn't. 
If well, only we had computers in our pockets. No, forget <laughs> it. So this, is, this is not yeah, that important. No, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just <laughs> constant collaborators. And that guy is in a lot of pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and for so sure. what, what I would say is I think both of these, focusing on the relationship of these two directors a little bit, mm-hmm. they both have a politics, I would yeah. say. But Bong John Hu, prior to this movie, has been a lot more forthcoming. With his like to call, class to call Snowpiercer a metaphor oh my is God. to slightly disrespect metaphors yeah. <laughs> because it's so like yeah it's, this is what it's about yeah. Yeah. it's so what it's about that some people watch it and thought well that can't be what it's about because it's, it's, it's too, too obvious yeah, yeah so yeah, there yeah. must be a secret undercurrent of and I'm always like no I think he just made an obvious movie yeah that's okay it's still in my oh I don't know how y'all feel but I think it's very good I think it's yeah. really good yeah um, did you like those did you like Snowpiercer yeah yeah I yeah. did. I, I, I really enjoyed it, but like you said, it's not—it's not holding its cards too close to its chest. No, <laughs> no, for no. sure not. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think that's—I think that's kind of the point. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So, okay, so Parasite. Who yeah. wants to give us a brief, very brief synopsis of Parasite before we jump into what we liked and didn't like? <laughs> Scott is nope. fervently nodding no that he does not want to do it. So, I, Adam, I do. A, a it's, it's been 20, more than twenty-four hours since I've seen it. So <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it. been a week. <laughs> but uh, what's funny is I, I do a YouTube thing too, mm-hmm. and um, and I'll constantly. I mean, YouTube is a very nice place with full, full of great commenters. But the, <laughs> when I do get mean comments, they're always like, what the hell is the movie about? Tell me what the movie Because I just don't even like, I'm like, I know. well, a synopsis is we hard don't, for me. We, but we I, don't, I we don't do, do it, it too much, but I just want to, you know, in case there is someone listening who hasn't seen it yet. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Parasite is about a, uh, a family um, who is um, not doing great. When we first meet them, they are, they are folding pizza boxes as a family unit so we see yeah. them as yeah. a fa- working together as a family unit one of them has this job it's mm-hmm. a, a mom a dad and two grown children uh one of them has this job uh they're they're working together to try to like literally just fold pizza boxes for a local pizza place mm-hmm. trying we see them trying to gun to get uh, another one of them hired on at the pizza place more more full-time and it's there it's clear that they're struggling right um how does he get the job how does he get the first job? Um, a friend, his a friend. His friend. Oh, like he has. Yeah, way. yeah. The the uh, son of the, um, and this actually ties into like a lot of what the movie's about. Where we have a son. The son has has a has a well off friend, um, who's been uh, tutoring uh, this girl, and he, the friend is going to uh, study abroad in America, mm-hmm. and he wants. Um, his his poorer friend he's going to kind of throw him a bone and he wants yeah. him to he wants him to look after this girl cuz he kind of likes he likes right. the girl he's tutoring and it's like this kind of pervy like uh, like when she's old when she's of age gonna, yeah cuz she's like gonna, a sophomore in high school I'm going to I'm going to officially ask her out so like yeah. um he's brought into this um wealthy family in this incredible home as an english teacher as an english teacher yeah. um he, they they kind of forge his documents the family conspires to forge his documents to make him seem college bound when right. he's not um and this deception kind of begins where he's get, yeah. you know and he's in, inserts himself into this family and he sees an opportunity to be like i could get everyone in my family working for this family because they have uh they have like an au pair and they have like a, or a like driver a, they have a driver yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. So it is, there's there's opportunity here for employment and then as they are um just have to make as up stories are, about as who, they are making up stories is. as they are kind of performing yeah making uh, up their characters di- di- yeah, different yeah, yeah. characters to get into this family but it, it ends up they're all kind of employed and then things go 
haywire. At, and at that point, things take a real turn. Yeah. Uh, but that's the premise. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, we're going to be spoiling this, so be prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so uh, if you are still listening and you haven't seen it and get upset about spoilers, I can't help but say it is your fault that you're <laughs> right. upset. Yeah. So where so. do we want to start with this? I fucking love this movie. I saw I this it was with my wife the other day, yeah, and we loved it. We loved it so much. Um, it's a bit long, but so it didn't, did that bother you? It, it felt it, it felt laggy a little bit, like um, after, like kind of in the middle. I felt a little bit like, oh, okay. Man, I did not feel that at all. No. Yeah, it's been a, it's been like a, a year of long movies, and this is the yeah. one where I was like. That didn't. This didn't feel. This never lagged to me because it, it, it's always constantly twisting to kind of what. I think also I walked into it not knowing anything. Like I didn't know yeah, any. Yeah, yeah. Like not even like I. I thought it was a genre. Did you like, Did you I, see it at the festival or did you see it? Uh, uh, I saw it. I just went in at the the Ritz Five. So right, I, right, so right, I saw right. it. Um, but I just knew everyone liked it, and I, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to see it. So I just I just avoided. I didn't see a trailer. I didn't see anything. So like I. The fact that it that it so deftly kind of keeps switching what kind of movie it is, which is mm-hmm. also a, a very him thing to do it's, right. it's very right. much like the host is like that kind of um, like a different, movie, a different film drama. different act each act kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. this does that a little bit um but i never felt um like it i never felt like it dragged it and and, and there's been a lot of long movies recently <laughs> yeah. scott what did you think of this movie i enjoyed it a lot uh yeah i really when did liked you it. see it scott did you see I it at the fest it, or did you no, see it at no i didn't i i wanted to uh but couldn't couldn't fit that screening in. Um, I saw it, uh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. some, something like that. So you saw it a couple days before I did, so probably yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I uh, I am more than impressed with the family. With the acting. The, yeah, yeah, I just thought they were all amazing. Yeah. I really, I mean, obviously we said that the, the father in the family is like one of his kind of uh long-term collaborators collaborate this actor's name mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking it's, it up uh, right. it's like it's <laughs> it's crazy to me that it's like i've seen this guy in so many films but i don't know uh, what his name is but it's just, um uh, i also really liked so they they get in with this rich family and the mom of the rich family is also i thought very very oh good. she's mm. she's a yeah she's she has a lot to do too because her character is changes. like so frazzled at the yeah. beginning and just man as she moves through the it's just funny how like i thought it was very striking how she wove this element of privilege into a frenzied character i thought that was very like by the time you get to that third act it's like wow this is really great performance yeah she's great and it's um it's such an interesting way to introduce that character because you get her, an introduction to her through through uh, the character, through the through friend, the, through, yeah. the, through the uh, the uh, the student friend, and he's like, mm. "What does he call? He calls her something. He says he's, that she's, she's, she's simple. Real, she's simple. Yes, yeah. simple." And I was like, and I was like, what? I didn't know what to expect from that <laughs> description." And then you see her, and it's like, "Well, that's not uh, the <laughs> best description." Of, no, uh, yeah, who yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the actors, uh, Kang Ho Sung, and uh, he was in. He's been in all of uh, yeah his movies. Uh, he, I love him anyway, mm. but I thought he this was a very good role for him. Um, I liked he has sort of a uh, resignation about their place Mm -hmm. you know like one of the scenes that was very telling for me is so they live in the poorer family lives in this like basement apartment yeah and they're coming through the neighborhood to to fumigate for 
roaches, I'm assuming, or no, for water else. bugs yeah. because he yeah. flicks one in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's and like, leave the windows he's open. Like, leave the windows open. It's free fumigation <laughs> for our <laughs> yeah. apartment while they're folding. Pizza while they're folding boxes. pizza boxes, and everyone else just starts coughing and getting. And he's just he suffering. just keeps folding. He's just <laughs> suffering oh my through. God. Like nothing's so wrong. Good. I think his performance is actually just as nuanced as the mom in that, like. He is both despicable and like actually interestingly like stalwart as far as like a family figurehead goes. Yeah. But he's also conniving through the whole movie and just because yeah. of the deceit and everything. It's just so good. Okay, so let's get into this because this is what I've seen is that um, one of the major comments about this movie is that this is uh, this is his this is uh, uh, Bong Joon Ho's first like nuanced film. Oh. This is a very both sides kind of film. Okay. And part right. of the argument for that is because the poor family is, in fact, the conniving. Yeah, they, yeah, are, yeah. they are in some way grifters. And so mm-hmm. therefore, the movie's giving you the nuanced view of humanity where there is no good guys and mm-hmm. everyone has their own things going on. I and wanna, also, I think that he I want to get y'all's read on that because I severely disagree. I don't agree with that. Yeah. He, he handles the rich family in a way that is not just deplorable also. Yeah. He handles them in a very real and humanistic way, which I think is actually really deft. And in terms, especially in retrospect, when you consider his like very apparent class opinions, you know what I mean? Like, seeing him treat a rich family that you'd think like if I were to have seen the host and like go right into this thinking we're going following that same political line, like, Oh, all the rich people are bad. You know what I mean? And they're not in this movie. And, um, I still think they're pretty bad though. uh, Ucha. What is it? Oh yeah. I was forgetting about Ucha. That has a very strong anti-capital. Yeah. 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 So, cause, cause my, the reason I disagree right now with the major mm-hmm. argument for what the movie should be interpreted as is that I think the rich family is less sympathetic than everybody else does. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like they still have this kid that they let sleep in a teepee in the yard while it's raining, like very human things. I love that scene. That's yeah. Great. That scene is so good. It's human, but I don't care. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I don't think they're meant to be monsters. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, Mm -hmm. the film title is meant to be challenging. Mm -hmm. How do you mean? The Khan family seem like the obvious, the the grifter family seem Mm -hmm. like the obvious parasites. Parasite in the storyline, yeah. But I don't think that's true. You think that the rich people live... I think they're the parasites. Because... They don't do anything because they're relying on. Yeah, the grifters do all the work. They're, they're the actual. The, the rich family only exists because of the labor of these people, and the their view towards. For me, again, the the thing is like this movie so nuanced and almost too nuanced. A, a friend went on and said, "I actually hated Parasite because he hated it because he felt like there was n- that um, the poor family was so unrelatable." Mm-hmm. And he had no compassion for them. And he felt like they were just monsters. And so that really movie weird. was bad. And I was like, wow, did we watch the same movie? I was, and I was like, <laughs> it's a weird read. I was yeah. like, going to tell anyone they're wrong. I was like, That's what weird. are you even talking about right now? Because for me, the key moment <clears throat> when, I mean, we already hear the dad constantly talking about the smell. Mm. He smells. Yeah. He smells the way that they all smell. 
Okay. And then the moment when the dude is hurt and he goes to like reach Get for this guy. Yeah. And he like holds his nose. The smell of him. Yeah. Maybe I was alone. But when I saw the rich dad respond to the smell of the man, I thought, this motherfucker has to die. <laughs> he better die in this scene or else I'm not happy with this movie. I really think, yes, it's more. I mean, is it more nuanced than Snowpiercer? Oh, my God. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The, 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 There's no Ed eating, Harris They're at the eating end. bugs. Yeah, yeah. The children power the train. It's, yeah, okay. That's It's a lot. <laughs> uh, but I still think the movie is... Uh, the poor family does what they have to do to live. Right. And until until they're so desperate that it seems like they have no other choice, they don't actually hurt anyone. Like, if it wasn't for the the creepy bunker, which is already evidence that rich people are insane. Yeah, but also... If it wasn't for the creepy bunker and the people living in the bum- bunker, who both of which... All, both these families are in this position because of the rich people who are to blame for this entire society, right. period, no argument... <laughs> Therefore, if it wasn't for that, these are victimless crimes. They're basically screwing each other over just to like pick up this family's detritus and try to survive. Because they live in a basement room that if you leave the windows open during a rainstorm, your life is over. Yes, but then you also have that other weird family living underneath the rich people. In my mind, that is a clear parasite. Again... I yes. get that it's meant to be challenging. I get that. I get that. But also, I, I, I'm not so sure I, I'm following you. Um, I don't think that's clear at all. They're only in that position because this rich family does nothing to help other people. They are living th- in this way. They couldn't live their... They are so incapable of taking care of themselves mm. that they can't get by. The reason they can be so easily grifted by these poor people... Is because they rely so heavily on the I mean, trust they that they have. They can't take care trust. of themselves. They don't even know how to take care of their house. They don't even know that there's a secret bunker <laughs> under their home. Why should they bother to find out? It doesn't matter to them. Okay. Like okay. I, I think I, that I, think uh, that I can follow a lot easier. I think yeah. there's a lot more negative. I, but this is just my. I want you guys to talk about how you feel about it. I'm not saying this is the only read, but it's just funny to me that the main thing I keep hearing is like. It's so nuanced, and it's uh-huh. both sides. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I do think there's a lot to dislike about this poor family, especially because they're so willing to turn on each other. On each other, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. part I totally get. But I personally feel like there's still a a hierarchy and yeah, a class issue yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. causes these. I don't know. What do y'all? What do y'all think? And and you know, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. What do you guys think? I would disagree. That I would agree with. A good sixty percent of what of what <laughs> Liam said. Uh, I think that the I think the real point where we diverge is that smell that you said of like that right. being an absolute death sentence for you because I think oh, that man. I do think that is. I mean, this, the movie is the movie is setting these this rich family up as maybe not only likable but a little bit helpless, but mm. also there is that clear divide of like he, even at that point of high stress he mm. can't control the like fundamental revulsion he has towards, towards poor, people. poor people like which is literally something that gets him killed when we look at the you know like it's 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 not even i don't even think the film is as judgmental as liam is on that on that or i kind of think it is that is that it is that like look at what this we've built this society where like Many people are economically helpless, and some people mm-hmm. are um, intuitively helpless. Yeah. But it 
it has ruined us to the point where there's certain like even like our olfactory senses and the the like the like you like you know response that we it, it, that 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 a that a that a a rich guy with a driver uh that drives a Benz like has mm-hmm. to like to a stabbed like man like in the ultimate kind of that guy ha- probably hasn't showered in a long time you know yeah, like that's it's what like I'm the ultimate that, kind I didn't of see like any showers in that bunker is all I'm saying exactly, maybe he's like, been plagued he's, by this smelly like the, guy it's like but the, he's even grossed out by the driver dude of course yeah. and okay. his major right. concern is that the driver dude not talk to him too much yeah, well, yeah. he doesn't okay. cross he doesn't a line. Cross and, a line. Yeah, that, crossing a line, the line to cross is pretend that you're human. Don't fucking pretend that you're human with me because you're not. That's what the line is. Okay. Okay, apparently I'm alone on this. But I really <laughs> no, no, I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm, uh, as always, Liam, your insights definitely open different doors in, in to my movie viewing experiences. So you got to give me a little bit of time. No, 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 I'm not. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm not saying, saying this. <laughs> Let's be clear. I, 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 if you guys disagree, that's totally fine. It's just like my response. It just feels so like real to me that when y'all are like what really i'm like okay all right maybe i'm a crazy person it's okay i might be crazy i'm okay if i'm crazy it's fine <laughs> what do you think scott, scott what are you I, no i i totally see your point of view on this did you get the same I, read when you watched not, it? no I, I wouldn't i would say i'm more i'm more an Adam's more the camp. temperate adam yeah, yeah. okay all but, right but adam's I totally, a nice adam's a nice one <laughs> <laughs> but no i totally see where where liam's coming from but but also, like you, I'm kind of just absorbing this conversation and sort of <laughs> processing it in real time. And I'm not sure I'm, I can. It's a lot, right? Talking to Liam is a lot. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say here, that talking to Liam is a lot. So That's I'm, what I was trying to get at. I just didn't want to Well, thank you, my friend try, Scott not, Cole, I'm international not, author, for, com- for totally seeing what I'm saying here about talking to Liam. I'm not trying Madonna. to be a punisher. <laughs> I'm just saying what I feel, which is like a sin Sorry. Oh, I hate you so much. Oh, yeah. It's too good. It's okay. too good. Okay. Let's let's back this train up a little bit. So I um, I think that it this movie reminds me a little bit of um, Shoplifters. Did you guys see Shoplifters? No, I did not. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, highly but, recommend But a while ago. I saw no, it at the festival. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Did I? <laughs> Who directed? Is that <laughs> another so Korean that movie? Two years ago, that's, was that two years ago? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember if it's Korean. It's or a Japanese. No. Film. I think it's I think Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm yeah. confusing it with something else. <laughs> um, maybe a year or two ago. Did you guys like? Uh, I I don't know about what your history is with Korean movie making in particular, but for a minute I was like inundated and totally 100 percent in, like starting with Tales of Two Sisters and like mm-hmm. moving yeah. through the host and all those other movies. And um, what was the gangster one? There was another gangster movie where where the guy gets his hands broken. And he gets buried alive with the boss. Do you remember this one? Um, no, I don't. Oh my god, it's like my favorite gangster movie. It's like I forget the name of it. I, I actually have been spending this whole time trying to think to like, man, I'm going to remember that movie. I'm going to say the name, and everyone's going to think I'm real smart for thinking about a movie that's super <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, can't think of the name at all. But it's about like a gangster dude who like the boss of the the gang is like, hey man, I'm going away. You got to take care of my my girl while I'm gone. And then the dude like falls in love with the girl, and like that's how the boss is like. Oh, that actually does sound familiar. It's so fucking good. It's so yeah, insane. Yes. But yeah, I I was like super inundated with all these like wonderful. And then of course the the Park Chan Wook movies and I was like oh my god Korean movies like this is the shit and then like coming to Snowpiercer I was like "Ah, okay I'm good I'm I'm just taking a little bit of a backseat and just watched other things and this is kind of like that reintroduction to what I fell in Mm. love with with those movies yeah 
So that's kind of how, I mean, so going into Parasite, like, that's the history that I was contending with in order to, like, enjoy the movie, which I did very much. And it definitely lived up to that expectation for me. Does it feel like there's just less of those movies coming into our market than there was at another point? It felt like at that point it was so... We were inundated. Especially you were getting the... Because when Old Boy hit, we were getting the movies that preceded it. You got GSA and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. They were already in the kitty. So we got those kind of super quick, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. We got awareness of them super quick. So, like, I I love those. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, I love those. The only thing uh, I hate was the Eli Roth uh, intro for the uh, the box set that Tartan Asian Extreme did when they did those the trilogy of Vengeance. I'm like, fucking Eli Roth. I'm saying that on the <laughs> record right now. Fuck that guy. But anyway, yeah, that was like the one thing. Not I was a big like, fan. Yeah, no, yeah. not a fan. But um, I like some of his films, but that's that's I, I, your problem. But I'm just saying though, like, <laughs> Hostile Two for Life. I don't know. I like that film, but uh, <laughs> Hostile Two. I enjoy for listening. Life. To, I enjoy listening to interviews with Eli Roth, but. Clearly he knows what he's I, talking about. Yeah, I, you know what? I do get the feeling he knows what he's talking about, but he also just gives me such a bro vibe. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about <laughs> this fucking beautiful movie, Parasite. But yeah, no, I'm saying like this movie to me definitely reacquainted me with what I was in love with, with these K movies back then. And it, it's definitely refreshing to, to watch this movie and be like, Oh my god! Yeah, I love these subtle and like delicate turns. Um, even though I did feel a little bored in the middle, I'm just saying <laughs> I do love that kind of storytelling. I don't even understand that what you're talking about. What at know. what point were you yeah, starting I'm trying to, to think of the middle? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the the moments when I felt that way and I can't right now. And I'm thinking maybe I was just tired. But like also, you know, I, I lead an active life. You need a little little nap in the middle. Yeah, there, maybe so. I needed a little. Maybe, maybe that's maybe not the movie's fault. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a user <laughs> error. If you're too tired to enjoy Parasite, then you're too active. You need to quit some stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That is the true. That's the truth. Not wrong. You're not um, correct. I'm gonna quit my job. So, well, I, uh, so I did. Anyone? Did any one of you see the twist of this fucking underground bunker business? Yeah, I did not see that coming. No. It wasn't at spoiled all. for me at all. I, just, I mean, like, I went in like, okay, it's poor family. They get in with this rich family. That's all I knew. Dude, and when that shit happened, I was like, what the yo? Fuck when is when he, when right she now? goes downstairs. And the lady is trying to push the shelf, and oh, she's just yeah. off the floor. <laughs> yeah, yo, I was like, me and my lawyer watching, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what the actual <laughs> fuck is happening right now?" It blew my fucking mind. I loved it so much. Yeah, I was. I oh, had to make a turn. I just didn't want know yeah. what to turn. Was I was just gonna say, yeah. similar to, to you, Adam. I I went into this movie without having seen a trailer, without knowing much of anything about it, just knowing the director. Which, and if we're honest with each other, that's my favorite way to go into movies. Like, yeah, I, I love mean, media blackout. I know a lot of times, like, it's hard. It really like, is. Like, I know you, you yeah. won't, you avoid trailers, like, pretty hardcore. I, I, I'm not quite like that. I'll, I'll watch them. I'm um, unsure that if a trailer for this movie, though, would even do. No, I watched three trailers for this movie and oh. was utterly surprised Prior that it made the turn. It? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I am on the other side. I love trailers. Yeah. Uh-huh. When a trailer does go too far and ruin something, for me, that's not a problem with trailers. It's that's a problem with, with that trailer. Yeah. And it makes me very mad because I've seen yeah. so many great trailers that got me so stoked and didn't ruin it that when yeah. a trailer does ruin it, I just think, well, you're just lazy. Yeah. That's just a lazy trailer maker who's just like, oh, I don't eh. think there's enough here to be interesting. So I'll just right. throw this thing in. Right. right and you're right. like, well, that doesn't help because now I know that's going to happen. And that nothing I saw in any of the trailers that I saw for Parasite mm-hmm. prepared me for that. Yeah. I was, and, you know, I didn't see this 
right when it came out. You know, this was pretty late into its run. You think somebody would have said something on Twitter to let me know? And yet, I'm when that moment happens and you oh see the shot God. of her pushing it open, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Like yeah. when she came back, I'm like, oh, something's gonna happen. And yeah, I'm I thought there was gonna be a fight, torture, fight, yeah, yeah, you know. When that happened, this I was is where like, it becomes like a hardcore horror, horror movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Back when we were talking a little bit about the genre thing, everything with them in the bunker, I felt horror movie vibes. And yeah. when that dude okay. comes out, and I dude, thought he murdered, case, his I thought he busted open murdered the English tutor. Like I thought yeah. that was going to be it. Yeah, me too. I was too. like, well, here it is. Here we're turning, we're turning real horror. Right yeah, now. we've gone horror. And then when it like kind of isn't that, I was like, oh, that's actually better. Than if yeah. it had just gone total like slaughter fest, that would have been maybe too much. The but. image of that man banging his head against the light switch oh, though oh. is so haunting. It's so unbelievable. I mean, like I like the whole bit about when the dad walks up the stairs and all that, and he's doing things because of respect. Holy shit! So yeah. this is where it made me think about reconceptualizing my idea of a parasite. Mm-hmm. In that, um, uh, his response to them. Reminded me of that brain parasite that uh, mice get that make them oh, attracted make them do to things. cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they eat the cat poop, and then they get the brain parasite, and then they are no longer afraid of cats, and the cats eat them. That's what that guy like. As mm-hmm. soon as he started doing that, I was like, "Oh, that's like the that's like the, the brain the parasite." His new god, like his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he literally yeah, worships yeah. his everything about that. Maybe go. Oh, like I was, it, 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 it to me made me feel. Even though this man didn't ask for it, right? To be fair, a rich dude didn't ask for some guy to live in his basement and worship him like a god. He didn't yeah, ask. For no, it. he didn't. However, he inadvertently it made created, me more yeah. negative towards him because I'm like, this fucking guy is gonna do the thing. <laughs> like it really, like I again, this might just be my own bias already, sort of working its way into watching the film. Right. But I was just watching it and then. Each moment, I, I, each moment where he is like, sort of discussing the driver, uh-huh. it just made me like, oh man, I really don't like this guy. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's yeah. that's so. Uh, that's I mean, that's not done to be likable. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you it know? Just, like really made me like. Ugh. Dude, the, the 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 Morse code respect scene though, gave me like some fucked up Trump vibes. Like that's yeah. that shit. Like straight up bootlegging Trump vibe. It's like this fucking dude lives off of like the excess of this man and he loves it. And he, he bangs his head against the light to show that respect. Even the poor family and that the man not only looks down on him, but he has no idea he exists. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's so idea, Trump. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so like he has no idea. He has no conception that there's even this world, like even where yeah. he is, like he has no that he created. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, it is. It is. A, it is a podcast. So I, know. Well, I, I, don't, I, I didn't know. It was Adam is telling all of his movie opinions and in interpretive dance right now. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. it's really no, beautiful. I, I, <laughs> and like, okay. Even the poor, so uh, the scene where the poor family is like, you know, they're enjoying the house while right. the rich people are out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that their big scheme is to just marry into this family, which A, is impossible. It could never happen because of the lie that you're living. And B, that's as big as you can think is like, that you what if we just lived on? here <laughs> yeah. with these yeah. people? Not even, what if we got rid of these people and this was our house? No, 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 no. What if we? This would be my in-laws, huh? Yeah, in, yeah there are in-laws. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so they're yeah, part yeah. of this family. It's so depressing. It's everything about that is depressing. Yeah, it's such a no. sad way, and that made me have compassion for them because they seemed mm-hmm. even more like desperate 
This is the best that yeah. they can hope for. Is to it's like the ultimate bourgeoisie like thing, like hoping to become like a a rung in this ladder. I hope we can just ingratiate ourselves into this really nice house. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys think that the Ramdon scene was weird? For some reason, that whole sequence that it was weird. The whole yeah. sequence stuck with me in such a weird and visceral way. Because like, they wanted Ramdon. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like ramen and udon, and they wanted that, and like the lady was like killing herself to make this like but she didn't know what the dish was she didn't know yeah. what it was but it was like this whole like dash to make comfort food. i like that yeah. while that they're cleaning scene, up yeah. yeah that scene was well, so vicious yeah. in to this me. again in the sense that everything is about her making this meal yeah they get home and it's like no one son doesn't want it yeah yeah that scene is so devastating to me for some yeah. reason like that like when I think about the parts that stick to my bones, that's the main scene. That it's I'm also a good like, suspense scene too. Fuck. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's the, like the classic bomb under the thing. You know, it's like we have they're seven minutes out. Yeah, so not yeah, only yeah. do we have to like hide all the liquor bottles that we've and been like, doing, like yeah, and, and all the all people the shit that we're that not supposed to be here, whole but we have to, I have to learn how to cook this specific dish, yeah, which, which is, is home food. But I don't know, like you know, it's like homey like that comfort food. That whole part where they're just pushing all the broken glass and shit under the table, and then the family's just doing their thing. Again, I couldn't feel compassion for bratty child in his tent in the backyard because all I'm thinking is they're going to get caught. They're going to get caught. I have uh, it was impossible for me to like connect with like, oh, they're being good parents right now because I'm just thinking the people who I care about are about to get found out. Right. And right, like, right. I don't know. Don't no, But that's I, the thing, though, right? I guess the I'm people... supposed to feel like I don't like those people either. Or yeah, something. like they're not good people either, though. Oh, I had is so much affection they're... for them the whole time. Granted, but you can be affectionate for things that are bad, right? Like, you know, I can't. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, though, they're actual villains in the movie. Yeah. But that's, that's definitely my favorite scene in the movie, my favorite sequence, because the Ramdam sequence like bleeds into the the tent sequence which bleeds into like yeah. the, like one of the best sex scenes like I've ever like yeah, I've so seen in a long time because it's very it feels very tactile and very much like this seems real like yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. and it's all under the the tent of this is a this is a suspense scene because they're going to get found out because they're literally lying under the yeah, table and it goes yeah. from like oh uh, they're going to get found out to like they're not going to get found out to like we know that they're there and we know that they're hearing this very intimate yeah. Like, act and, and moment and and, and that that, all, that idea that's like probably like a 10 minute sequence and then i'm like that's like the heart of the movie that's like the best like yeah part yeah, that's for me yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely my favorite part of the movie i mean all the way down to the one the dad makes a break for it and he stops and his feet are just, <laughs> just dangling out <laughs> underneath the table oh, oh my god so heart great. racing <laughs> yeah it's massive so yeah it's so fucking good man and so good I don't know. I'm so happy that this is one of the movies that we talked about this week because I was so psyched to see it. And like after seeing it, I was even more psyched to talk about it with you guys. But I think it works for me because I think that scene works because I like everyone almost. I, I pretty much like, yeah, I like, I like some thing, aspect right? of everyone involved. Yeah, like that, I like, like some aspect of everyone involved. So I think that you're seeing these two, you're seeing like this, this 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 con scene or like this hiding almost like a horror mm. movie scene where you're hiding from like the, the monsters guy, but yeah. the monsters is just a, a family that just had a disappointing camping trip <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no, i think you're right though there's something likable about everybody in this movie but everybody in this movie is a villain in their own right yeah that's and that's a good way to put it. it's a really masterful way to make a movie honestly I just don't like the rich family. Yeah, cause <laughs> I get it. I, get I don't it. know what I'm supposed to like about them. <laughs> their family. <laughs> like their money. In, that in and of itself is not worthwhile of anything. 
I guess like okay, so the mom is very sincere. Uh huh. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. And I think she's trying to do the best she can with her kids. So I guess I respect that. Mm. I don't see, even though that little kid is a brat, it's not so much a brat that I have anything against him. Mm. And I think the daughter is fine. Yeah. I hate that dad, though. <laughs> hate him. Right, right, right. I really expect, at a certain point, I thought, dad's got to be like a a mobster or a serial killer or something like mm. all the vibes I get from this dude <laughs> Man, is that he's a fucking you monster. hated him you hated him so much I, I, I understand from why moment we're s- one I was like this dude sucks <laughs> <laughs> whereas I didn't like again I, I know I'm supposed to be like this poor family as endearing as they are are jerks but at no point did I actually have negative feelings for them until the bunker the bunker changes everything because it's they can't possibly coexist with these people because mm-hmm. they're so desperate and they're operating on such a zero sum game that they can't imagine a world where they allow this to go on. Like, yeah, this they has can to get along away. with other poor people. And so, like my thing, like that's the first moment where I go, "Oh no, they're gonna make the wrong choice." But on the other hand, I don't know what it, there is. No other choice There's for no them to right make. Choice. So at that point even though maybe I'm supposed to be feeling a sense of revulsion and how they treat this other family, mm-hmm. all I'm feeling is desperation and a feeling of like a... Survivalism, like a, yeah. Like a slow motion car crash is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And so I'm still feeling compassion even as I think what they're doing is gross. Mm-hmm. I still am like, oh God, I understand why you're doing this, but I really wish you wouldn't. I really wish you would <laughs> do that. Don't do it. <laughs> but before that, where they're like grifting their way into this family, the only part that kind of made me sad was the made because right. it's like yeah. I, I was like oh yeah uh, the the driver guy that's fine yeah he's young. i don't it it's is fine. what it is it's fine it like i don't pack. it does don't escalate feel bad for it does him. clearly escalate and what they do to the maid is clearly worse than what they because they literally could kill her if they get this yeah wrong. no like, that's what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. I, I that that's the first part where i'm like ooh, i guess they're kind of this is kind of rough what they're being doing to this maid right now but i'm also kind of wrapped up in the excitement of it but I think at that point too there's also a sense of desperation mm-hmm. like from jump I'm thinking these people are living so on the edge that I don't know how they're going to get out of this world that they're in mm-hmm. and again their world is destroyed by a rainstorm right it rains yeah. yeah 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 it's not even clear that this is a hurricane or anything yeah it's not even clear that this hasn't happened before right yeah 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 what about that? What about that weird rock thing that the rich friend gives at the beginning? Mm. What do you guys think about that whole thing? That idea of like this is meant to, this is going to bring you Fortune. very specifically <laughs> monetary. Yeah. This yeah. this specific rock is for monetary. Yeah, this like talismanic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and then it becomes like, I mean, I know we're talking about this as his more subtle movie, but not <laughs> super. Not that subtle. Yeah, not that yeah, subtle. Yeah, 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 Especially yeah. Again, that it becomes the instrument of again, his destruction. Let's be clear. None of them are subtle. Compared yeah. to yeah, Snowpiercer, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example. Oh, yeah. In the host, they pour chemicals down a sink, and now we have a mutant monster. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. the U.S. Yeah, military yeah, yeah. literally creates the monster. You know what I mean? Like, very, very, yeah. Yeah, so none of these movies are exactly. Point. But I guess, uh, again, I being a little harsh, but in reality... The rich family is nuanced. The poor family, like the poor family, are not heroes. That's for sure. Even mm-hmm. if I felt a lot of compassion for them, they make bad decisions. Yeah, for sure. Even as grifters, they make. Even if you're wanting them to be 
good criminals. They're bad at it. So no part of you can be like, this is not a celebration of their criminality. They're stupid. They right, make right, bad right. mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And then they make cruel mis- they make cruel decisions as well. So I don't think it's that they're heroes. And if I'm being less harsh on the dad, who I really dislike, the reality is that the rich family is also kind of endearing. So there is a nuance there. Um, so this movie is nuanced compared to Snow again Snowpiercer, yeah. and I don't think Broad is necessarily bad. I don't want to no, be on the record of saying that because I think uh, we didn't talk about Okja as much, but, it, but it's, that's one of my favorite one of his films because he again yeah. they what happened I feel like to Korean cinema is the ba- the main kind of guys like started doing English language films even if they weren't American films right, like right, so right. I really like Stoker I really like uh, yeah, Stoker Park Chan Wook's but that was his one yeah. he's done yeah right? exactly that's and, I, and then they kind of like but and Snowpiercer is like. Is it? Is it? It's either. It's. It's an English. It's mostly English language film. I think right? it's all. English. Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah, all it's English. A, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Okja is a, a little bit of a combination. But it's like I. These all. All these movies are playing very broadly. But I don't think that that makes them, any less dense or any less. Um, you know, discussion rich. Like I. You know. I will say though, Okja is my least favorite of his films. I I'd like it. I that. like it a lot. Like, I'm not saying I dislike any of his films, mm-hmm. but for me personally, it just felt too, too on the nose. Not just too on the nose, too unresolved. Okay, like yeah, I'll give you that. Like too. the the desire to have Okja, the individual, escape, mm-hmm. while the rest of us bear the burden of his many or her. I don't know if Okja's a man or <laughs> a female or a male, but of Okja's many slaughtered kin. Mm-hmm. It like that is a move to put that on us, the audience. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's yeah. it. That's part of it, though. That's and too the, much. It, when you can just save one when they puts the little one in the mouth. And it's, like it's, the, too, yeah. it's too much. <laughs> too much. It's too. It? It's. I haven't seen too it. much. Oh. Responsibility. Oh. Spoil the whole movie. Sorry, oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Way to <laughs> fuck it up for Scott, <laughs> <laughs> Liam. You're right. It did just come out. I'm sorry. Yeah, Scott. right. <laughs> I, I forgot. Uh, if only <laughs> yeah. we're on an internet, internet culture streaming platform yeah. that everybody has. Inter- internet <laughs> culture has decided. Right? Right? Yeah, everybody like must. Movie, yeah. Everybody must see a movie within two weeks of its release. That is true. That is the, that is the understanding that we all have living in this yeah. world. I forgot about that. that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Living yeah, yeah, in this yeah, yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Anyways, I just felt like. I felt like, it wasn't my, f- my the end of Ocho wasn't my favorite. Yeah. That being said, a lot of it still works. Yeah. And I like a lot of what it's trying What's his to face? do. Jake Gyllenhaal. I love that performance. Jake Gyllenhaal is fucking great. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a move. The whole movie would be worth it just for that weird character and performance, I think. It's just a weird. Yeah. I want to keep talking about Parasite, but I guess we should switch gears to the lighthouse. Yes, yeah. let's let's yeah. pivot. We're, no, yeah. let's do an eight-hour show. <laughs> do not. <laughs> we're, we're entering. The, we're entering the I don't know. hour now. Very clearly, you've not listened to any Cinepunk <laughs> Scott because, Lord knows, we've never <laughs> done a three-hour show, and I definitely have listened to three-hour podcasts. There are definitely people don't on make it this like a show. <laughs> there are people on this show that have a bit of a long-winded <laughs> way about hmm. them. I'm not naming any names, but I will say one of their names is. Rhyming with William O'Donnell. I'm not saying who. I'm not saying I who. I thought it was George. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're being such a jerk. No, right I'm now. just kidding, Liam. <laughs> it's very you endearing. You started out throwing bows, though. So I, what yeah. did I throw bows about? Me and Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of Tony Robbins. I'm defending our guests. 
All right, all right, all right. Sorry, guys. Serious, serious, serious. All right. Okay, and okay. Wait, Ed Note, we all loved Parasite. All loved Parasite. Uh, Highly recommend You should definitely see Parasite. Do you think it's a movie you need to see in the theater, or do you think you can enjoy it? I actually do. We didn't yeah. talk about the technicality of the film. It is a I think beautiful it's a beautiful movie. film. Yeah. Like, the scenes with the huge windows in it when they're staying oh, there, great. like, when the other maid that gets ousted is there with the husband talking about how, like, they're dancing in sunlight. I mean, if you can't, you can't. Awesome. But if you yeah. can see it in the theater. Yeah. I would, it, it's an experience to itself, for sure. You I think, would say, well, I would say for for cinephiles yes, yes it's something you want to see in a theater for general public TV's eh. fine huh yeah. yeah probably I don't understand I don't know. I, I, just go see it in a movie I know movie yeah, no, yeah we get it yeah I mean, <laughs> no but a lot of if you can't again if you if it's playing near you because it's probably not playing everywhere but. yeah it's yeah, playing yeah. more places than I thought because yeah. a lot of things don't play in the valley and it's still playing in the valley it did mm. so well they're it's bringing a, memories of murder back theatrically it like it did amazing. so well that, the, that Neon just wonderful. bought and I haven't seen that one either oh so I need yeah it rules it's got even like movies no I don't I'm not familiar it's got more movies than you and I uh, it's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, yes, go see Parasite. Okay, All right. the lighthouse. The which lighthouse. I'm very fresh on because I just mm. saw. Uh, yeah, Liam saw it today before we oh, nice. we even got here. I did. So I, I guess Liam should effort. give the synopsis. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> the lighthouse is the follow up from Robert Eggers, whose last one was The Witch. Yes. Which I also very much loved. I love The Witch. Uh, yes. Much like The Witch, yes. this is a period uh, piece. Yeah. Um, it is filmed in a weird aspect ratio that is yeah. more tall than wide <laughs> uh and it is basically about two men who are stationed at a lighthouse together mm-hmm. um one is the younger uh robert, robert pattinson. pattinson uh and who you might remember from twilight go on <laughs> uh i would say from good time good oh, time yeah. good time good time 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 good time good times is a tv show shut up <laughs> and <laughs> willem dafoe and uh, they are in this sort of uncomfortable relationship uh, where they are stationed at this lighthouse and Willem Dafoe is clearly the master. Yeah, in he's this the elder lighthouse keeper. And he is constantly making the young lad, as he insists on calling him for most of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, do everything. He's right. shoveling coal. He's swabbing the floors. But he doesn't allow him to tend the lamp of the lighthouse. Well, that's his job. That's, that's what he his sees. Job. His, that's his responsibility. responsibility. Or privilege. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie starts to uh, bend the barriers between fantasy and reality as things get more and more tense. Yeah. And um, as the isolation becomes more apparent. Yep. And it's things un- just go awry. Unclear yeah. what is real and what is not. Mm-hmm. But things that start to become clear is that Willem Dafoe has a somewhat untoward relationship towards the light. Uh-huh. Uh, that this little uh, mermaid statuette that uh, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson finds starts to become a focus for him of various desires that he has. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of um, non-endearing gay subtext. Right. Uh, yeah. Not the sort of gay subtext that makes you go, ooh, yay, flirting. More <laughs> like, are these men going to kill each other or are they just going to have sex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or both. Uh, and a lot about hidden pasts. Mm. Uh, Willem Dafoe's character very much has tall tales that it's unclear if any of them are real. Yeah. Uh, and the movie sort of culminates in um, what's supposed to be the end of Robert Pattinson's character's tenure on the island with the lighthouse. Mm. The boat never comes to pick him up. A storm moves in, and, and then things go completely yeah, 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 haywire. Yeah, yeah. And who knows how long it's been? Who knows what's real and what's not? They're drinking constantly. They're going crazy. Yeah, and uh, it all becomes very so. For the for upset. the first half of the movie, Robert Pattinson is not drinking. 
And then, like, when they're like, oh, we it's have one more day rules. until we're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. He starts drinking, and then he doesn't stop until... Holy shit! What a fucking yeah. movie! Again, we're gonna we're gonna spoil this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of that, I found the movie weirdly Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of chthonic, like tentacle, uh, yep. secret, like you know, mermaid. The mermaid scenes are really crazy. Mm-hmm. This movie is gorgeous. Yes, this yeah. movie, I mean, like one of the things that I really loved about The Witch was that it was shot in all natural light, and that the way that they had they had just presented it was very real right this movie is shot in black and white and yet i think the real appeal of the visual of this movie is that it is the first black and white movie that i've seen where the emphasis is on the darkness of the blacks Mm. where very obviously the eye is drawn to the depth of the emptiness whereas in a lot of other black and white movies you know it's the shadow and the light whereas in this one it was very much the depth of that black but it and never felt to me like it was only obscuring things. You know what I mean? Like no, when you it say felt that, like that was the texture yeah, of the movie. Yeah, you could still see what was happening in it. Yeah, and it reminded me a lot of a movie that I saw at the first time Melani and I went to the Nitrate Film Festival in Rochester, New York, where we go to that thing every year now. And one of the like the last program is they call like Blind Date with Nitrate, and they show. So the Nitrate Film Festival is connected at the George Eastman Museum. In Rochester, New York, and they only mm. screen. It's a whole weekend of just nitrate prints. Yeah, awesome. so it's like wonderful. Last year we saw Rebecca, like an original oh, print yes. of Rebecca, and all that stuff. And uh, so the first year that we went, the the, the last movie that they show is called blind date with nitrate and they don't tell you what you're going to go see. And then you just see a movie. Right. And the movie that they screened was a movie called man of Iran. Hmm. And it's, I can't it. even tell you what it was about. It was like fucking exactly what this movie was. Like wow. storms and these people trying to survive and like fishermen and it's fucked up. It was from like 1929, something crazy like that. And this movie very much had that soul in it. But then it peppered in that Lovecraftian element and fuck, it was epic. Yeah. Before this movie, I think Midsummer was my favorite movie of the year. And now I think this might be. Wow. I didn't know Midsummer yeah. was that high up for you. Oh wow. my God. Yeah. I yeah. love Midsummer. Cool. It. We saw yeah. that all together. Everyone yeah. in the room <laughs> yeah. saw it at yeah. the same yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed Midsummer too, but similar to you, I, yeah. I came out of the lighthouse, and I, I think it's my favorite thing of the year. Yeah, I went tell, to see tell it a me about time. your favorite parts. Of, like, what really struck you about Ooh. this film? I, honestly, everything. Okay. Um, like Josh was just saying, it, it is absolutely beautiful. It is. Um, a, it's a movie that I would describe as sumptuous. It's a sumptuous <laughs> it movie. Is. Like in every, that, yeah. I was gonna say every every shot. Yeah, is so beautifully composed. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether we're just, I mean, whether we're talking about the straight composition, whether we're talking about light and shadow, uh, how things are framed, it's just everything is beautiful. Yeah. The sound design is beautiful. The sound design. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that for a brief moment. Yeah. Like, dude, the whole sound design of the entire movie is so epic. The score and the sound design, I think, are kind of woven together, and there's always right. like. You know, like foghorn yeah. sounds, yeah. or maybe maybe they're trying to evoke the sounds of whales or other sea life or things like yeah. that. Oh my but, God, and the crashing yeah. of waves, and 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 also in in certain moments, the absence of sound, which mm-hmm. is maybe there to uh, emphasize the isolation yeah. factor. Yeah, it's, it's it's just so good. Everything about it. 
I just yeah. love. And I and I really, you guys mentioned the Lovecraftian thing, which I a lot of times refer to, and I, Adam's heard me say, like, weird with a capital W. Yeah. Um, and that's how I kind of refer to that, some of that stuff. Because it's not just Lovecraft. There's a lot of other writers. Sure, sure, sure. And sure, I would sure. say, uh, like, William Hope Hodge, Hodgson is a, right. is a writer whose work, he he wrote a lot about seafaring tales and with strange things happening. So um, I kind of think of it in that mm. in that way. Right. Well, it's interesting that I feel like the witch, what it sort of does with this kind of like um, pilgrim folk horror, folk horror, religion, witchery thing, mm-hmm. and a certain kind of feminine vibe, right? Like right. The film, yeah, for to sure. some extent, is about the fear of the young woman. Mm. And then her possible freedom with the. I mean, again, yet another movie as we talked about with the other one that has a ambiguously happy ending. The mm. witch, right. you know, yeah, yeah, when yeah, she yeah. goes with the witches, you're kind of like, well, that seems better than her family. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I guess good. it's cool. Yeah, uh, this film I would argue does not have a happy ending, no. uh, but what it does, it does for this sort of like seafaring mythology. There's so much, yeah, sea mythology in the movie. There's the gooey. Again, not just Lovecraft, but that sort of gooey sea, whatever. And then so much masculine fluids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Masculine dude. fluids, masculine. Yeah. Huge part of the movie, like at the violence. End, at the end when Robert Pattinson gets hit with the axe yeah. and you mm. see the heartbeat causing the blood to gush in it in like a like a yeah. like a pulsating way. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Also weirdly funny. The witch was yeah. Yeah. The yeah, witch no, was there not was no funny humor at all. No, this is yeah. very funny. This, and this yeah, has like fart jokes. Yeah, yeah constantly. <laughs> the, the, even, even, even some of the <laughs> darkest moments, the way things happen sometimes, I'm like, <laughs> 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 like I, I, you know, like there's just something about it that almost feels. Uh, cartoonish, yeah. While like still the dancing. being upsetting. Mm-hmm. Well, but like it doesn't make thing. it less upsetting yeah. when it's it like gets absurd. It goes into yeah. a weird, yeah, 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 absurd yeah. terror, right? Yeah, like this whirling dervish of like. Uh, it reminded me of that scene in uh, Carnival of Souls with the dancing in the mm-hmm. dance hall when they're just spinning with the corpse paint on. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck, just like yeah. Good. And what what did you think? Where, where no, are you? I, I I agree with what everyone's saying. I I think. Just to give people an uh, indication of like it does have that pillboxing, it does have that aspect ratio that's slightly off. Where you know you, but what's interesting about that is it adds the isolation. You kind of got to lean forward. Yeah. Um, but it's such a modern looking movie. They like it, yeah. it's it's the idea of like oh let's shoot black and white, and you'd think that's an idea of like or like pastiche or throwback, and they're using like they, I heard he used like a hundred year old lenses and stuff like that. But it's yeah. still a an incredibly modern looking movie, and maybe part of that is that sound design of like mm. of like yes, you're looking at something that you know could have been on night trade film stock but it's right. like uh but clearly has like dobe atmos like uh, sound sure, design sure, sure, sure. um and it's interesting that we chose to talk about this with parasite i almost like said this before when you were like oh why do we ta- why do we choose these movies i think it's serendipitous that they're both movies about performance mm-hmm. and kind of like liam said yeah bad, a certain amount of bad performance like right. where we have pattinson coming razor close to like breaking the fourth wall when he's discussing Willem defoe's like accent and the way mm-hmm. he talks and the and the idea of this being a performance and you're putting laying it on thick and the, he can't keep a secret to save his life and they keep forgetting each other's names and get, get reassigning names and it they have monologues and it feels incredibly stagey um feels very uh, Ionesco Samuel Beckett 
uh, um, like almost Mamet because you have that humor in it and you have that like back and forth of like the absurdity of this. Like you're building towards absurdity and you're building towards like violence, but it's all couched in this. It's a relationship movie. Like you've you've very yeah. carefully chose your words in the synopsis. It's a movie about a relationship, mm-hmm. um, uh, not a purport, not a equal relationship. Clearly, a, a, a in a some ways a sadomasochistic yeah. relationship. But it's all about performance, and they keep switching who is performing what and, and what they're revealing about themselves. Do they even know what's going on? Because they right. lose the thread of that performance many times. Oh like my he, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, just the scenes like where, again, in the end where like the roles get switched and everything, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's so, wow. It started to get to a point for me, too, where I thought... Um, I mean, it's it's not clear what's real. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where Pattinson is convinced that Willem Dafoe's character has murdered the last because he finds the head. Right, right. And he's like, you killed him. But then Willem Dafoe becomes so submissive. Like when a certain amount of violence is reached, he starts to be so submissive. Mm-hmm. And I start to think like, well, then that doesn't feel... Re- you know what I mean? Yeah, it like doesn't the, feel the, like a murderer that, would. The, yeah. All that back and forth, and then everything is even then more complicated for me by the ending, where he finally gets to see the light. Yeah, and that all of a sudden becomes totally everything leading up to the light. Uh-huh. For me, is interpretive in the sense of like. It's a reaction to things that are happening. We could see psychological stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that film language of there could be a reality running through this, mm-hmm. and the fact that we as an audience are not sure about what's real is a commentary on the psychological state of the characters we're seeing the story of. Yeah. Or seeing and the then story something through. happens to him in the light that is clearly, if that's just supposed to be uh ambiguous it's doesn't it feels like okay this is something's happening yeah and then he's naked outside being eaten by the seagulls <laughs> yeah and i'm like this feels <laughs> like is he uh what's the greek guy who brought us fire theseus the guy that's got to get his liver eaten every yeah day. Yeah, 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 yeah it's very like mythological not the, it's not theseus is it i don't know the I fire guy no 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 it's a uh, perseus Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Prometheus? No. Prometheus. Yes, because of the alien movie. Go on. <laughs> Stop. I hate you. I no, hate that's you so what, much. That's what was no, you're I know, but I still hate you. Is he, <laughs> he gets eaten, right? Yeah, so him yeah. just naked on the rock there, I was like, is this real or is this like a Prometheus thing? Like because of the yeah. light and the whatever. I don't know, but it's so it's such an intense image. Yeah, it definitely felt very Hieronymus Bosch. Like what oh, in yeah. the fuck mm. is this hell? Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glorious. Yeah. Fucking great. I loved the dialogue. I yeah. loved Willem Dude, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe when was he's like in the ditch. ripping the scenery with his teeth, and at no point am I like, this is stupid. Like, yeah, every at time no I'm point like, am I like, that's yeah, not dog. happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, him chewing the dirt when Robert Pattinson is oh, throwing it yeah, on him yeah. made me want to cry and throw up and die at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Oh, my God. What a performance from Willem Dafoe. I, I think love, he yeah. truly is like the gemstone in this movie. Yeah. Like. They're both great. They're both, but, they're both but, wonderful, but, but Defoe man, especially. Man, yeah. like what a transformation. It's just so fucking weird. I mean, uh, here's the thing. They both have a tough This is not easy for either of them. No. Yeah. Because as much as Willem Defoe has to take something ridiculous and still make it believable. Mm-hmm. Pattinson has to be the character we stick with even as we learn that he's 
possibly a murderer and he's just freaking out and then when he mm. turns on Defoe towards the end like you want to be invested in him even though he he's less it, it's almost like in being less weird he also has once Defoe has raised things to a 10 mm-hmm. how does Pattinson even compete when his character is not that level of insane I don't know but he does I felt like they both were unbelievable yeah yeah strong performances Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man this is one of those movies i don't know what else to say about it it's like so intense like it's just so it's amazing and you, and you need to see it that's yeah. that's all there is to it it's yeah. but yeah it's not I, I don't know i can see why somebody wouldn't like it but i don't i don't well, like someone described someone described it to me as a student they didn't like it they said it was like a student film really and i and what i what i think they intended to say was that they felt like it was more experimental than entertaining hmm. And my feeling on that, besides it just being factually incorrect, was that um, <laughs> is that um, a student film wouldn't have the balls it took to make this movie. Mm. Like this is there's a certain bravery to how the movie's never pulling back. It's very much like this is what you're getting. This is what it is, and we're just going to keep it. This the, to me, one of the key scenes is when Pattinson finally snaps and kills the seagull. Right. <laughs> Dude, what a brutal scene! <laughs> so long, like, you it only goes ho- on it goes on, on that on. long. Yeah, I just feel like so many other directors would be like, "Okay, that's, uh, that's a little <laughs> that's excessive." Enough. Yeah, three, yeah, three yeah. Wax is enough, but no, <laughs> well, it just goes yeah, on, just and you really on. see the writhing sort of anger. And yeah, the royal inside of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. That's also does Willem Dafoe fuck his bed? Is that what we're thinking is happening in that one scene? Don't know. I guess <laughs> when, he, when he's yeah. up fixing the thing. Yeah. yeah. Adam, what were you going to say? Look, you were going to say something. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, I, I do think there's there's the idea that when we walked out of it, it's funny that you said the that again we're we're like attacking these straw men. Like someone said to me, like you know, sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but uh, but the idea Mine's of, like, a straw man. I'll of name, like I'll name names if I have to. This <laughs> this idea of it being a student film or in some way. Uh, overly experimental or overly pretentious. I just, I don't, I, t- I told you coming out of that because I was like mm. about to hop in a cab. So we didn't really get to discuss this for like after. And I was like, sure. I know what people are going to say about this. Uh, and then the, the idea that this is like A24, they don't have a house style, but they now have this idea, this, yeah, this, this, this art this... film cred to uphold. Um, and I told Scott, I was like, people are going to say that this is very nonlinear or in some way alienating. But to me, it, did not feel that way. It no, felt like no. it was playing very fair. Um, right. Yes, of course, some of it is, is, is this real, is this not, but mm-hmm. it's still, like, it's, it's, it's still digestible. It's still, yeah. it's, not, it, it's, it's it, not in any way. It like, felt like no more troubling than any other film in which we're seeing the psychological disintegration of a character. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, yeah. I, I don't know. I found it entertaining. I literally was like, I had to pee. <laughs> I was like rushing to get my hair cut. I knew yeah. we were recording today. There was a lot of reasons for me to be distracted. Right. And, and yet you're gripped by when this it, entire When it movie. got to the end, I was like, are we at the end already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a two-hour movie in black and white in a yeah. weird-ass aspect ratio in which at least one of the characters, I'm like, what the fuck is he saying right now? Yeah. Like, there are times <laughs> when Willem Dafoe is going at it that I'm going... Yeah, a lot of those subtitles like, those on this like, initial what is... dinner scenes. You're like, 
the fuck is this white guy talking about now? Like, wild <laughs> shit. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this, so is this set in like weirdo Ireland? What's happening Yeah, I know. Right What's, what is Where this? Where even are we? To me, it felt like that record variations on the theme by that band Ohm. It felt like that set to a movie. Like if, if that record became a movie. Sure. It was, it was funny too. Like I saw this movie right after seeing Jojo Rabbit. So, hmm. you know, also one of my favorite movies yeah. of the year. And uh, it was it was one of those movies that just had blown my ears off. Like it was fucking crazy. And uh, I was talking to um, my friend of the podcast, Mr. Thomas Barnett, who sings for a band called Strike Anywhere. And he was like, man, I really want to hear your take on this movie. Is it really like an interpersonal relationship movie with chthonic undertones? And I was like, <laughs> funny you should mention, sir. That's exactly what it is. You have to see this right now post haste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like we had like a whole day conversation about this through text. And it was like one of those things where he was just like, is it this? And I was like, dude, you just have to see it. Because yeah. that's ultimately the thing about the movie, right? Like this is an experiential movie. Sure. This isn't a movie that even if you did get the notes on what it is about and you saw it play out, that any of that would make it's very any simple. Sense. It's not like it's, yeah, it's, it's not even thing, like though. there's anything to spoil almost like right, the, right, the idea right. like we did just talk about like the exact ending, but it's like there's still like uh, the, like you said, experiential. There's it's 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 always thrilling. It's always either thrilling or funny or yeah. beautiful. So there's no there's no downtime. Like it's right. just it's always it's an entertaining film like when i think of the idea yeah. of like movies being alienating or when i think of like i think of movies that are deliberately trying to either bore you or offend you or or mm-hmm. or, or do something to you that you don't normally associate with the idea of like a good time at the movies right, and this right, movie is right. none of that this movie is to me is, is is constantly doing one of the things that like avengers is supposed to do it's always like mm-hmm. either funny or gross or it's it's giving you what you kind of pay for when you see a hmm. film like or yeah. when you yeah. when you see a movie um but yeah um I it definitely know. is the kind of movie that respects the viewer in that regard yeah. i hate movies that just like either just are right here surface level or that like assume that you're a total idiot and have to do like this kind of thing this yeah movie, it doesn't like stop and go all right let's help you understand what's yeah, yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like it yo just keeps rolling you along. get why he's seeing this mermaid you yeah. get it you don't mm-hmm. need me to explain it you understand what's going on yeah we yeah. all get it we all know what's going on in that light room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't know, you kind of know. Whoa. You know what I mean? Dude, the scene where he, when Robert Pattinson drags the oil drum all the way to the top of the light. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you should have used this. Yeah, fucking <laughs> devastating. Oh, my God. It's like one it's like like a, one step away from a care top joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's like literally just like a <laughs> Lovecraft story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fucking great man again another masterful movie like the 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 point at which i was like i really get that we're doing this as both funny and upsetting was the poop scene yeah where he's like <laughs> where i'm he's, gonna empty these and he's walking in the rain and the <laughs> wind throws and it into like, the wind. as oh soon as God. i right saw where he was face. going to i'm like bro that's not the that's yeah. not gonna work out oh. and he's drinking the poop the whole time yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. like he, so the other guys at least the joke's on him he's like i may be drunk but i'm not drinking the poop and he's insisting on drinking the poop <laughs> Taste of the end. Is the All right, we oh, should. We should. Goodness, what we a sh- movie! We, we should wrap up. This sh- yeah. this could go on forever. I yeah, think. this so movie though. Just go see it. It's a it's a movie that again I can't recommend enough. Let it like, wash over you. It's definitely going to make its way into my top ten. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. It's I think so it's, good. And again, I guess, like I said, if you're looking only for big explosions or something, I guess you wouldn't like it. But I feel like yeah. most people who have an appreciation for good directing for engaging sort of visuals and character like uh, you know i felt tension this whole time. yeah 
That's, it's a that's tense movie something. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's so hard to create that tension with just two people. Yeah. And it masterfully does that. It's so, so yeah. claustrophobic. Yeah. It's lovely. Lovely. All right. Hey. Hey. Adam and Scott. Yo, guys. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you for coming on the show. Out thank with you. Us. Thank you. Where, so people should just Google your names. Do you want to hype a website or something or a social sure, media yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all on, we're both on so- social media pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm more active on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my website's 13visions.com. Mine's See. adamcaesar.com. Just, just like you see it on your iPhone right now. Or whatever <laughs> you're listening to. Just, that's how you spell it. You're assuming I didn't spell it wrong in the title. Oh, please, yeah, don't, yeah, please yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. I am going to so hours much. down the track. I tell everyone, oh, we're having Adam Cesare on our show. It's going to be amazing. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> poor Adam. Oh. I feel so bad for him. And Scott Ticole. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so, hey, listeners, uh, do us a favor: rate, review, subscribe, download. Download. These tell are the currencies tell, tell that mean things to, to podcasters. Tell all your friends. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, check out our Patreon. Yeah. Exclusive content coming soon. Yeah, in theory. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. This is a super fun conversation. And uh, hopefully you guys will come back and talk to us some more about other movies that we'll see together. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks all for right. having us. Thank you so much. Episode 103. Smoke Bomb. Yeah, like when Strike Anywhere played the fest and we were in Gainesville. I was in Gainesville to see Strike Anywhere and they're like one of my favorite bands. And um, I told Thomas, like I brought all these animal masks because the fest in Gainesville happens around Halloween. So I was like, we're going to play a little game of monkey versus tiger. And I had all these monkey masks and tiger masks, like the plastic ones. So all my friends had them and we were just running around in the pit while they were playing, like tackling each other. But I didn't realize you couldn't breathe with those things on. (laughs) And so Strike Anywhere is playing and it's louder than fuck. And like for a moment, it got quiet. And then I got cold. Oh, shit. And I was like, I think I'm dying. And then I pooed like a nug, like a nug, <laughs> just a nug. And I peed a little bit. <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. And then, <laughs> and then I pulled the mask off. And then suddenly I could breathe. And like all of a sudden the sound came back. And then I was warm again. And I was like, I think I just shit myself. <laughs> and then... Since it was Gainesville, Florida, (laughs) (laughs) since it was Gainesville, Florida, I kept on moshing, and then at the end of the set, it was clean. (laughs) 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 No, it came out. True story. It's still somewhere on the floor. (laughs) Again, in Gainesville, anyone can shit on the floor anywhere at any time, and no one will know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's true story. You're not recording, are you, Liam? You like spooky movies? Hair-raising tales. Insightful criticism. Judgmental hot takes. Then you're going to love Horror Business, the horror podcast on the Cinepunks Podcast Network dedicated to all things weird and spooky. My name is Liam O'Donnell. And I'm Justin Lore. And every episode, we're going to tear apart your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great or maybe not great. Whether it's The Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or Inseminoid, we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain. So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products.